Hey, hey, hey. Oh, old silver right here. Yeah, this is called uh, getting super high in the garage and coming up with what you can come up Literally, with. Literally, all I could hear was boom. And then just getting back on that jigsaw and bump starting into the this hole. This guy came up to me, this local guy that spoke pretty good English. He's like, some guy cut his thumb off. And I'm like, really? Like going to Freemansburg and letting off nine times. <laughs> I can guarantee you, you could go back through every ounce of footage you have, and you did never hear me let off the screen <laughs> Race fans, are you ready? It's time for another episode of the Nitro and Mud Show, presented by Buell Motorcycles. And now your host, Brandon the Cowboy Krieger, Joel Faldi and media mogul Colby Marble. Race fans, get on the edge of your seat because it is time to climb. All right, Nitro fans, welcome back to another episode of the Nitro and Mud Show. On this episode, we go way back to the early 2000s with Chad Despenin. As always, the Nitro Mud Show is brought to you by Buell Motorcycles, JS5 Extensions, Lace Belt Company, Logo Display Solutions, Mueller Motorsports, Golden Eagle Log and Timber Homes, Team Peterson, Rutted Racing, Precision Custom Fabrication, Heavy Wrench and Hydropower, and Against the Grain Designs. Joel Colby, what is up, boys? Whoop, whoop. What's up, buddy? I'm up. You did it again, Cowboy. You did it, I got Cowboy. Through it. I got through it. I got through it. I had Dang, to, that's a list. I had that's to, a heavy list. Yeah, heck of a list. It's getting bigger. It's a hell of a list to get through, Love man. It. If I don't write them down, I won't remember. There's just too many of these great sponsors no, that no, help us out. I hope, uh, yeah, and Cowboy, I hope it's not too distracting if the abominable snowman comes and busts my door in and kills me because it's like <laughs> negative a million in my house right now. I feel like I'm in either Antarctica yeah. or the North Pole, one or the other. I don't know what's going on. Well, you live in Wisconsin. You should be used to that. What are you it's talking about? It's too cold. I, I don't know why. I, it's too I've cold. questioned myself so many times as to why I live here. I can't figure it out. <laughs> and you just got Same. back from North Dakota coyote hunting, so it had to be cold there, yeah, too. So. Yeah, the one day we were on the radio, and we just got out from hunting. We came back, and they're like, yeah, the wind chill's negative 77 below. And I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we Why are we outside? We are we are one plug fuel filter away from death. What's going on here? we gotta we got to re- recalibrate our lifestyle. Yeah. This isn't working out. I don't even think coyotes go out in that weather. No. You're just wasting I, your time. They run faster. I could hit a damn thing. I don't know. That cold cold weather gives oh, them nitro man. or something. I don't know what's going on. It didn't, it didn't go good. <laughs> yeah. The coyotes won, so I'm going back in February. Hopefully hopefully better then. Oh. Yeah. Why don't you go back in a warmer month? <laughs> I, yeah, I know. It's, it's got to be white. Otherwise, you'll never see them, cowboy. No. Good point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, what's it like out in Pennsylvania? I'm excited. Oh, it's uh cold, snowy. Okay, all right. Pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. So expect, every, you know? we're all we all we're all in hell basically. I was hoping you'd say oh, it's about yeah. 45 degrees yeah. and raining. You know, I don't know. No, but it's supposed to be like 60 yeah. next week. So. Oh, nice. Okay, there we go. Oh, I'm God. coming to visit. You know, yeah, I'm go coming figure to see that. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. Oh man, shit is terrible out here in the Midwest. <laughs> But hey, I'm excited to get some awesome stories oh. from the early 2000s, man. This is going to be epic. Hell yeah. You ready All to right, go? boys, let's, let's go. It's rolling Race buddy. fans, next up. In 2005, the Foo Fighters were owning the charts, and our next guest was owning the 800 class. Oh, 2004. Yeah. Sorry. 
already starting off great. Uh, with our next champion, it's fastest to the top or to the shop. This fast dude is USA by heart and birth, but goes fast by triumph. One of the many champions from Laurelsville, Ohio, an all-American from the University of Cincinnati, an international, whoa, 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 an international bestseller on Amazon, on our show? What's going on here? He is the 2004 800cc class champion, the number 17, Chad Dispanic. Oh, Let's go! Yeah! Woo. Can't wait. Oh. Yeah, baby. Can't wait to hear I messed up already, Chad. Oh, yeah, Chad. Can't wait to hear Welcome. what that guy's got to say. Wow. He said, he said yeah. something. <laughs> hey, you've oh, already doubled your seriously. championships because I gave it to you in 2004 and 2005 because I'm not very smart. So congratulations well, on getting that second championship there, Chad. I do appreciate that. Yeah. So where are we catching you at now, Chad? Where are you at in the world? We are still in Laurelville, the thriving metropolis of Laurelville, Ohio. Uh, I've got an office in Lancaster, Ohio, not too far from here. And um, I'm now in the world of finance. So I help people with their retirement planning. And uh, I try to keep them away from those dangerous hill climbers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing that. You don't have a stock God's profile work. on nitromethane. That's probably not something you're pushing these days anymore. Yeah, no, we don't talk too much about that anymore. Uh, you know. Okay. All right. A little bit, right. uh, a little bit more risk back in the day than what we take today, but. Um. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh man! God. So you know, I tried to uh, make your comment true in 2005. Uh, I was trying. I was trying to win that you national championship to follow up off '04. And I showed up in Freemansburg, Pennsylvania, leading in both classes. They had two classes at the time, a 540 and an 800 class. And uh, I showed up to that race leading in both sets of points. And in the 540 class, uh, I got about three-quarters of the way up the hill, and the Triumph blew up. And in the 800 class, I crashed on the last jump, and I watched that motorcycle rolling down the hill. And as it rolled down the hill... Some, you know, hill workers jumped out and grabbed me to keep me from flying down the hill. And then they started laughing. And the reason they were laughing was because every time that bike would land, I would go cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, no. As I watched oh, it roll man. all the way down the hill, I'm like, you grabbed me. Go grab the motorcycle, man. Right. That thing <laughs> it, uh, broke the frame in three or four places. And um, we had a, a race the next oh, week. No. and. Of course, we had an engine to replace and a frame to replace, and both were custom-built. So at that point, I said, well, I guess this season's done. And uh, by the end of the season, uh, Dave Watson, I had him build me a frame, and we ran it at uh, Devil's Staircase. It wasn't quite set up right, so we made uh, got the drill out, and the old man and I made some changes to it and then brought it out. And only rode a couple races the following year. I actually rode the Devil Staircase in 06, 07, and 08. And okay. uh, that was when I got into the finance business. And I was okay. at the race, and uh, I put a ride through, first ride in the 800 class, and um, went over the top of the hill, and the bike kind of got away from me, and I crashed and and 
you know, bent the, bent the handlebars all up and bent the front forks and um, I removed a layer of skin from my back and I'm bleeding through the jersey. Oh. And I had to catch a flight that evening out to California because I had just gotten into the world of finance and I had a, my first BD conference out in California. And the flight left at like five in the evening. And of course, the hill climb started at one o'clock. So I'm an hour and a half from the airport and I got my first ride in. I came down. The old man says, you want to put it on the trailer? You know, I'm bleeding. I got I'm all tore up. And I looked at him and I said, I think if we take two teeth off this son of a bitch, we can win. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so we took well, we took two teeth off of it. And uh uh, went to put it back in the pit, and I remember John Hamilton Jr. was trying to straighten out the forks, and I said, what, what are you doing? He said, well, you know, he was always very adamant. I can eat straight handlebars. Everything has to be perfect, and one handlebar is bent clear up to the left, looking like a monkey bar. The other handlebar is bent <laughs> down to the right, and with the forks being bent, uh, if you got a hold of it, it was it was rideable. But if you straighten out those forks, my left arm was going to be <laughs> yeah. two feet in the air. So he went to straighten out those forks, and I said, just leave those forks alone. Don't worry about it. He's like, how can you ride it like this? And I said, oh, I can ride about anything. Just leave it alone. <laughs> I put a ride in and uh, come down off the hill, and I said, where am I at? And he said, you're in first place. And I said, all right, I'll see you. And I headed for the airport. <laughs> and I'm getting, on, I'm getting on the plane. And right before, right before, you know, they closed the door, I made a call and called the old man. I said, where are we at? And he said, oh, I hate to tell you. He said, but uh, you, had, you had 10 guys beat you. You didn't even get in the top 10. I said, bullshit. He goes, "Now nah, you got second. Jimmy Large, got you. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Jammer got me by like four hundredths of a second or some crap. And I said, well, Jeez. I said, well. Keep that envelope of money for me. I'll see you in a week. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, cool. Wow. Damn. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, what was your dad's name, story. Chad? Doyle Dispinit. He was... Um, and he, he raced as well, right? Yeah, he started racing back in the 60s. And um, he back then you had... Um, they had two classes. They had an A class and a B class. That's how they quantified them. But in order to get into the A class you had to do so well in the B class. And if you won it, okay. if you won two oh. championships in the B class, you were forced to move to the A class. And back in the early seventies, he won, uh, he went through two seasons and didn't lose a race. I think is the way it goes Wow! and moved Jeez. up into the 800 class. Holy and I go. think he won it the very first year he was there on a gold star. Wow. Huh. So uh, that's going wow. back, Very cool. going back a long way. That would be the early seventies. So, yeah, I grew up Crazy. going to the, Holy I God. grew up going to the races and um, uh, traveling all over the U.S. and you know wanted to hang out with the old man and wanted wanted to go to those races. But um, when um, I was about three years old, um, I was kidnapped by my biological mother when her and my father went oh. through a divorce. And um, a lot of people don't know that, but I, I put it out in one of my books, and, and so now it's kind of out there. But it explains a lot of how I became who I am. And when the old man got me back, the shrinks and the psychologists, they said, you know, we've, we've got um, we to get him into a stable environment. Um, and 
the man that she was, that my biological mother was with, was literally moving from town to town, taking advantage of people. And, and so when he got me back, he was very adamant. You never take advantage of people. You got to do what's right. And, and they had brainwashed me a bit. So it was, Hey, your dad's evil. He kills Bambi and that kind of stuff. And I had, had all kinds of issues. So when he got me back, um, he had put basically his entire life on hold to find me. Um, hired a guy that was literally featured on 60 Minutes for Finding Lost Children, and it typically took him two to three weeks to find a lost child, and it took him about eight or nine months to find me. That's because not only was he looking for me, the authorities were looking for the man that my biological mother was with. So when he got me back, when he would go to a hill climb, guess what? He was taking me with him. So uh, growing up, I never wanted to leave his side. And after going through something as horrific as that, you know, he didn't want me leaving his side either. So wow. I grew up going to these races and, and watching these guys. Back then, in uh, the old man was racing, um, and Jim Clark, uh, Rodney Riddle, uh, Keith Grooms, uh, Jimmy Thompson, all those guys are from Laurelville, and all of those wow. are national champions. <laughs> And the one thing that they all had in common, there was a mechanic from Laurelville named Tom Ebert, who did the wrenching on all those bikes, and he was a genius. Um, any, wow. I mean, um, Brandon would be quick to tell you this. Uh, Ralph would probably speak up and tell you that. All those bikes were, were top-notch and were very competitive. And I went, you know, and it was a part of, of going. They were always harassing each other, and they were they were laying side bets on who was going to beat who that day. and. Um, and, uh, there was one guy that was always right up there with them or a couple guys, Williams clan was one of them out of Canada. And, uh, John Hamilton senior was right up there with them. So, wow. um, when I was, let's see, go back to about the mid eighties, Tom actually had a brain aneurysm and passed away in his forties. Oh, and his, I think about the age you are right now, Joel. So wow. when he passed, that was kind of the end of all the Larville guys racing, and a lot of them retired. The old man retired. Wow. He'd been racing, you know, for 20, 20 some years. They're going on thirty years, but wow! You're talking Larsville, and you said it's only about a thousand people. Is that right? <laughs> if that, yeah. If that, and <laughs> well, well, you know. We find uh, we find there's like all these little cells of like racers and little communities, and they breed you know a lot of competition, and it makes really fast racers. And we'll see it in different spots all around the country. But what was your guys's home hill? There had to be someplace close that these people could go race easily. Was there was there something within close drive of you guys? Well, you go way back, go in the Wayback Machine. They had a, uh, a hill in Chillicothe called Mount Smalley, I believe, um, which was a race. And then Dayton, of course, the Oregonia Devil Staircase is only about an hour yeah. and 45 minutes away. But there we go. you go back into the 60s, 70s, there was probably 20 races on the circuit. I know um, I was looking at right. the, the calendar today on the East Holy coast. Crap. There's like six or seven races and only like five sponsors. But back then yep. they, they had, I remember the old man had a race in, um, in uh, West Virginia on Saturday and then in Pennsylvania on Sunday. 
and that was for the points. And um, that's kind of a funny story. We got down there. It was raining. It was muddy. And the old man never really raced for the points. So there was another person who was close to dad who was racing with dad back then who lives 15, 20 minutes away in the town of Logan called Earl Bobby. I don't know if you've ever heard of that name. There we go. Yeah, wow. So yeah, Earl heard that was very much about the points. Right. The old man was very much about Absolutely. the money. So everybody's unloading <laughs> who's going for points on this hill that's like a 150-foot hill in West Virginia. It's muddy. It's rainy. Dad looks at this hill and says, I'm not even going to unload for this. And everybody's like, right. what do you mean you're not going to unload? And he said, I'm not unloading for this. This is a disgrace to hill climbing. I'm not, I'm not getting out here on this hill. And, right. But everybody that was going for points had to ride it. So, sure. you know, and taking a chance on breaking equipment or whatever. And I think, I believe uh, Jimbo might have won that race and it paid him $250, <laughs> which, you know, didn't buy the fuels. So right, the next exactly. day was in York, Pennsylvania. Dad unloaded and put one ride in and won the hill climb and went a couple grand. You know, I was like, yep, I don't know why you That's guys awesome. wasted your time on that little dinky hill. <laughs> It's just saved your energy for this one, so maybe you could have been more competitive. But, but um, yeah, Chad, I think the reason there's not 20 races now, it's called lawyers. I think there's just been too many people sued. You know, I think that's a big part of it. That's and a huge now part a, of it. The, the, those 20 clubs didn't have to have a, a retainer and a, a, a big insurance policy, and there's just so much that goes into event right now. It takes an extremely organized group to put one on, and you know, back then it was kind of reckless a little bit more, you know, I mean, like you were talking about that you had a keg of beer and a hill, you had a hill climb, you know, it's like a little, now it's kind of taken a little bit more. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's the world it's we're living lot, in today. Lots, I, you got, exactly, you got to think everybody's exactly. walking yep. around with a little name tag and everybody looks Chinese because it says, hello, my name is suing you. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Pretty and, much. Yeah, uh, I know. For me, I'm from Wisconsin, and where we are, there really wasn't professional racing. We only had amateur racing. That's all it was really local to us growing up. And a big problem with it is a lot of times the clubs were put on by motorcycle clubs, and they didn't own the land. Yeah. You know, so they had the resources, they had the club members, they could put on an event. But if the landowner wasn't all about it, they were worried about losing their land. You know, that you don't blame them. With, and that's where we've lost just so many races. And it's the clubs that were super organized that bought their property that are still racing today because of it. You know, and it's just there wasn't that many ultra organized groups at the time that were had the foresight to buy the land make it their own and you know that's what we have nowadays you know so it's kind of a bummer but we're super happy to have the ones we have now you know well you know you'd look at it with with fewer events there's i'm not even sure how the scoring works anymore but um i know when i was racing there was only about 13 in 2004 i think there might have been 13 12 or 13 events even then um there was no room to have a bad week because you know, you had no. to be consistent in, in, the, in the front of the pack every week. Um, in 2004, when I did win the national championship, the very first race was in York, uh, in uh, Brandon's backyard. And um, yep. <laughs> we, had, uh, we had some problems at that race, and I finished 15th. So I think at that time, Oof. the first top 15 got points. I got one point. 
So in my mind, there's no chance that I'm going to win a championship. Um, But I think after that, my worst finish was third. So that was a very consistent year for me and, and um, led ended up, you know, coming out on top. But um, the idea for me was in 2005, we were going to come out and do a heck of a lot better start. And we did because I went to York and I believe I won both classes and, and then went on to Freemansburg and blew an engine and rolled one down the hill. Cha-ching, <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> oh, man. What, what was your favorite bike back in the day, Chad? I mean, it sounds like you had a few different ones. What was the one that you think back to that you just you loved? Um, my first motorcycle now, and I don't know if you're asking rhetorically as a, uh, any brand or if you're asking about hill climbing, but I'm going to give you both. So I started riding motorcycles when I was two years old on a Mexican bike called a Carabella. And at the age of two, the the old man put training wheels on it and Ah. cut the frame. So it sat down a little lower and I had a motorcycle and he would, the bar that he bought, uh, there was a big bar in the middle. So there was a circle that went all the way around it and he'd turn on the exhaust fans and let me ride around the bar on that Mexican bike called a Carabella. <laughs> and then when I got oh, to be man. about, uh, and then, you know, after he got me back and I was three and a half, four years old, I still had that bike. He took the training wheels off and I'd go around with my feet down and eventually, you know, pulled the feet up. So I was riding motorcycles from the time I was two years on my first car for, um, you know, back, you think back to high school, what was your first car? My first car was a Yamaha Venture touring bike. And when I was, <laughs> and when I was 15 awesome. years old on a learner's permit, I don't even know how it works today, but when you were 15, you had a learner's permit, you could ride, you just had to wear a helmet. And, yep. um, we rode to uh, Yosemite and back out in California when I was from Ohio, which is where I'm at, uh, rode Jeez. to Yosemite and back when I was 15 wow. on my learner's permit. So, um, Man. I've been riding motorcycles yeah, cool. my whole life. So I went to college, uh, university of Cincinnati, go Bearcats and, um, <laughs> ran track and cross country there for them. And, um, when I graduated, it was in, um, 1996 which was an olympic year and in 1994 i was the fourth fastest collegiate in the steeplechase so um 96 was an olympic year and was something i had set my sights on and in 1995 uh redshirted in cross country and my parents said you're you're not running track or not running cross country this weekend i said no i'm not running they my dad owned a bar and ran it, and he said, um, well, we got a waitress that called in sick. Why don't you come back home and wait tables, which, you know, is a great <laughs> idea for a young guy who wants to pick up some money. But right. uh, back then, you could still yeah. smoke in the bar, so it was like smoking a carton of cigarettes that night. Oh. But uh, <laughs> oh, so I came home and worked, made a couple hundred bucks. I was like, it was great. And they're like, yeah, come home next weekend. So the following weekend, I came home, and uh, – uh, Terry Thompson was also from the area and he'll climbed and I went to his house and he had a couple dirt bikes and he said, Hey, you want to jump on the dirt bikes and ride? And yeah, no problem. So I had on a pair of jeans, a t-shirt, you know, and a pair of tennis shoes. And I jumped on his, uh, whatever it was, Y Z 450 or something. And 
I jumped on it and he got, and I'm going down through the field and he had wide open fields and I'm busting it across the field and I put my foot on the brake and there's no back brake. <laughs> I'm flying, but it's no big deal because no we're in a field, you know, and kind <laughs> right, of slowed right. down to come to some, I'm like, Terry, this back brake's not working. He's like, yeah, I know. It's not real good. I said, not real good. It doesn't work at all. <laughs> You know, I said, no big deal. Maybe give me a heads up on that. Yeah, huh? so no big deal. We got we got a front break, so I, I guess we're good. Okay, well, he had these rolling jumps, which would be like going over a 90-foot triple. And I hit that son of a gun in fifth gear wide open, and when I turned the throttle oh, off, the throttle didn't turn off. It held wide open. And that thing flipped out from under me. And I remember thinking to myself as I was flying through the air without a helmet and a T-shirt and a pair of jeans, at least I'm not going to land on my head. I'm going to land on my <laughs> butt. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, literally, it literally felt like somebody ran that field, that entire field up inside me. And uh, I broke my tailbone. Um, oh, no. Went into work that I called my, my dad. And I'm like, hey, I, I, you know, I had a little get off on a motorcycle. And I don't know if I can work tonight. He's like, oh, crap. You can't work. We're in a pinch. Get your butt in here. So I went in. Oh, Being young, he had a little bit of an older clientele, and a lot of those older women, uh, my 21-year-old butt looked like a genie bottle, and they would like to rub it and grab it. And It was a very difficult <laughs> night to get through. I'm not going to lie. And uh, my mom came back in the office. She's like, what is going on? It's about 2 in the morning. I pulled my pants down and showed her my my butt was the color of of uh, you know the background screen. It was just black oh, and no. uh, swollen. Oh, I I had quite the padonk and donk sticking out there, and went back to college the next day. Sat in the car for two hours. Got back to college and had a broken tailbone, and really that set me about two years back in training. So wow, in '96. Uh, I made it back out to the NCAAs again that year, but that was an Olympic year. I had to watch a guy from Ohio State named Robert Gary um, actually qualify to the Olympics. Uh, he was the second. Mark Krogan, I believe, was number one. He was number two, and I had beat him in 94 at the NCAAs during All-American oh, status. So I was I was very disappointed and, and downtrodden and every all the marks that i'd yeah. wanted to hit in 95 and 96 i just got back to where i was in 94 so i had a big decision yeah. to make am i gonna continue to train for the 2000 olympics because i was young enough you know good distance runner hits their peak in their mid-20s and so i was i was only 21 at the time 21 22 and I came home and went to, uh, they had a race down just below Logan, Ohio, and I went down to the race, and John Hamilton Jr. was at that race, racing. He was on a Triumph, and his dad, his dad built for him, which John Hamilton Sr., uh, you know, great friends with all of us, and I grew up going to the races with, I call him Jr., but John Hamilton Jr., um, I went to the races with him. My dad was in the 800 class. His dad was in the 540 class. So we would root for each other's dads. 
And awesome. when they would win, we would sneak a beer off and then toast each other and, you know, share a beer. So, which, which, awesome. which the old men caught us doing that one time, but they let us get away with it. So, <laughs> so what the hell are you doing? We're celebrating, you know. Uh, right, okay. yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. So, I show up to the race and, and Junior's race and he's like, why aren't you doing this? And I said, well, shoot, man, I don't have a mechanic. You know, Tom died back in the eighties. And he goes, well, if you get a triumph, dad would work on it. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, well, I went over to his dad, uh, John senior. And I said, John, uh, if I got a triumph, would you work on it? And he said, yeah. And, um, at that point I shifted the Olympic dreams to following in my dad's footsteps of winning a national championship. I bought Bruce Swaggart's old triumph at that time um and that oh, was okay. uh, one month later and gave it to john and uh john pretty much rebuilt the whole engine on it and we used that frame for a couple years and i think i broke that frame as well and we we ended up getting another frame built and um went through a lot of growing pains over the years but that was what got me into it so i raced triumphs my entire career because that's what John knew and what he worked on. So, um, sure. Oh, that makes total sense. And he, he got, I mean, rock star. He, he, go, he knew how to build yeah, an engine. You got to have somebody that's dependable and reliable. And I mean, racing's about equipment, you know, so that totally makes sense and smart on you to, to buy the equipment that you could find somebody to work on, you know, instead of buying something that was obsolete. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I found somebody who could work on it. But uh, when it came to the to the bikes themselves, there's a lot of truth to the obsolete statement. You know, back then, you go back, <laughs> that was in the late 90s, 97 through 2004, because uh, I pretty much retired after 2004. But um, yeah, if you broke something, it wasn't like you go to the store and pick it up off the shelf. There's just not parts for a 1969 Triumph engine that stock right. produces 12 <laughs> horsepower. Nope. Yeah. You know? right. So we're running nitromethane and propylene oxide for an igniter. It's not whether or not these things are going to blow up. It's just when. So, right. yeah, and then exactly. when it happens, right. John was yeah. a machinist. He machined the heads out for that motorcycle. You know, it wasn't like oh, we wow. could go to the store and replace it. You had, you had Watson and and Jeff Thomas and those guys, and they're they they break something, they go to the store and replace it. And um, we broke something. We're looking through junkyards. It's funny. I talked to John Hamilton Senior a few years back, and he goes, <laughs> "Holy crap! Have you seen this internet thing? <laughs> this is right when he retired." <laughs> he's like, he's like, everything I need's right here on the internet. I don't have to go looking for it. I can build you a motorcycle. And I was like, well, let's get to building it, John. And then, yeah. then he didn't say anything after that. I haven't heard from him in three years. You know. <laughs> oh, funny. Do you, do you still have any of your old bikes? I have them both. They're sitting right out in the pole barn. And uh, that's awesome. Somebody said, "Why do you still have them?" I said, "There's not anybody dumb enough to buy them off of me." <laughs> yeah keep them i'll keep those keep yeah them. No, great, legendary. great memories they, they've earned that right to retire in the pool barn that's awesome i was thinking about i don't know if this still yeah. holds true or not because phil's been racing for years but at one time i could say that 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 800 cc was the last big bike to win a national last triumph to win a national championship but i don't know if phil ever won one in the big class 
No, he never got the big. Well, class then title. that triumph sitting in the pole barn out there is the last triumph to ever win a big class national championship in hill climbing. Kind of a neat wow. thing to hold on to. That yeah. is cool. Very cool. No, it's it's yeah, a big absolutely. deal. That's awesome. When now back when you were racing, there's a lot more venues and a lot more hills like we were talking about before. But where was one that that you had a spot in your heart? Was there a certain hill <laughs> or a style that you you preferred? Oh uh, yeah. Well, I I liked a lot of the hills. York was a fun hill for me, and um, oh, yeah. mainly because of of the shenanigans that went on before the hill climb. So. The, the reason I said John uh, Hamilton lived in Cumberland, Maryland, which is only, I don't know, two and a half hours maybe from York. Brandon, how far do you think that is? Yeah. Cumberland? About an hour and 45, yeah, hour and two, 45 hours. two hours. So I would get off work on Friday, and I would head to Cumberland, and Junior and I would commence to having a, a good time like twenty young 20-year-olds do. And um, I went down, and I'm going back to the late 90s, but I went down to Cumberland, and Junior and I, we grabbed some bottles, and we headed to some bars, and then we ended up at some party, and then we ended up, next thing you know, it's daylight on Saturday, and we had, uh, we got dirt bikes, so we went over and rode on the motocross track for a little while, and continued drinking, ended up partying, and Next thing you know, we're out in, in Cumberland. The bars closed around one, but it's right on the border of West Virginia. And the bars stayed open till four. And then he had a house as a single bachelor with four or five guys. Jesus. And that house was always full of people at 430 in the morning because that was where everybody went. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm in the basement and having a, you know, drinking beer and socializing and Junior hollers, come on, let's go. And I said, where are we going now? And he said, the hill climb, it's 7 a.m. And I said, oh, oh man. okay. <laughs> so we get to the, you know, we get to York and we get there and unload stuff. It's like 11 o'clock, 1130, riders meeting at noon and having a good old time because I'm still hammered. And uh, you got guys like Phil and Brandon looking at me like, what the hell are you guys doing? Oh, we're just doing just We went up for two days partying. Put one ride in and one hill climb and then start drinking oh, champagne. Man. And here's oh, what's interesting. Uh, the year that I did that, they had three races in York, and we did that all three races, and I got first all three times. The following Jeez. year, the first hill climb in York, we did it again. Partied all night the night before, went, raced. I got first place. The second hill climb that following year, the old man said, hey, you're going with me. And we went and stayed with Bees Went. I don't know if you know Beezy, but it ain't easy being Beezy. But uh, <laughs> Beezy is a classic. Anybody that knew him loved him. What, a, what an incredible human being. But we went and stayed with him. I was in bed at 930 I got six that next day at the hill climb. I'm like, I threw off my entire, right, yeah. my entire plan. Yeah. Yeah, the whole training yeah. regimen got thrown I like, off. I like that uh. hill climb a lot. It was a lot of fun for me. Um, I always liked uh, New York. I liked, um, and there was Pokes Hole um, was one that a lot of folks liked. I, I thought that was fun. But there was another one at Hornell. And I love it. it was just okay. a wide open. Just turn that thing wide open and go. Freemansburg was the same way. Longer hill, um, you know, ended up with big ruts and ditches, and it took a little bit of skill to ride them. But 
it was wide open and I just really loved going fast. <laughs> give me some, give me some gas. Give me some nitro. Is that what you call this? Give me some nitro and some mud. Let's have fun. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. The short hills, I didn't oh, care fun. too much for. Um, you know, uh, Elkhart, Indiana was one that was not my favorite. It retired a lot of riders over the years. Yes, it did. Um, yeah. And the. Uh, Sure did. Yeah, I'm one of them. So I broke, um, I broke both heels and a collarbone at one of those, uh, where, you know, it held open and I landed and bike flew up and hit me. Um, broke my back there on that hill one time. There's, um, in my career, I had, I don't know, 34, 35 broken bones from hill climbing. And the one thing that was always evident to me, there were guys, and I won't name them, but there were guys who were the top of the class, who were who were great riders, that got hurt at a race, uh, maybe had a real bad get off and had you know broke a back or something like that. They never raced the same again. Um, right. The the one thing that I come to right. find is I must have a short memory, or I'm too dumb for my own good because I. I cared more about winning than I did self-preservation. So for me, it was I have to win a national championship and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And when you're running a 1969 Triumph against a 2000, you know, uh, YZ or some kind of four-cylinder Yamaha or Honda, uh, like you had Strank and Watson and and those guys, they could they could turn the throttle off once or twice and maybe still win. Right. I ha- didn't have that option. If I turned the throttle off, I knew I wasn't going to win. So my theory was I'm going to turn it wide open. We'll see what happens. And um, right. that that uh, it, <laughs> there was some learning curves that happened in there with our equipment. In 2002, leading into 2003, um, I was having a lot of high fly. I was, I was the highlight reel for ESPN. They were like, oh! Get your cameras ready. Here goes this minute. Oh, this is going to be something. And, and I'd send that thing out through the woods. We were in Minnesota, out through the woods. That thing went wide open. And, and I remember the old man just kept saying, you know, it's ahead of you. It's ahead of you. And being young, I listened to that through the first, you know, back in the late 90s and then maybe 2000. By 2002, I'm like, I don't think this bike's ahead of me. There's, I got a problem. I think the throttle's sticking. So I got married in 2001, and um, we went, uh, had our wedding on Saturday, and Sunday was Weirton, West Virginia. We were up there, and just a little dinky hill. And I went, I turned it wide open, went up, and it had this big kick on it. So they would kick the, the butt end up and throw you forward. And it kicked up and it threw me clear out over the top of the of the handlebars now i kept a hold of the throttle but if you can picture having your hand on the throttle and then lifting your arm straight up and going out over the fender if you've still got a grip on the throttle it's obvious you're turning the throttle off right we filmed it you know so we filmed this so i get kicked out over but when that back tire hit the came back down and hit the ground i'm out over the fender front fender of that motorcycle and when that back tire hit the ground it shot out from under me still running wide open and i'm like the throttle is sticking i couldn't get anybody to believe me so i showed my dad the film on it i went over to his house i'm like now watch 
There's no possible right. way that throttle is wide open. But watch when that right. back tire hits the ground, and you can see it's been it through a roost, you know, 20 feet high, and it shot out from under me and out through the air it went. And he's like, well, maybe. And uh, so <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I pulled the film from uh, – so then I pulled the film from Minnesota where I got – got out of line and you could clearly see my arm go up where it turned off the throttle but it ran wide open right out through the wood and i attributed a lot of broken bones to that son of a gun not not responding the way i wanted it to so right john senior comes in and we're getting ready to head to a to a race and he comes in and we get the bike fired up you know get it all going and and i told dad dad's like yeah 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 we'll, we'll suit john so John revved it up a couple times and looked at Dad, and Dad looked at them. They both shrugged their shoulders like, yep, looks good to me. And I'm like, no! Ah! Right. I walked yeah, over yeah. and grabbed a hold of that throttle. Now, my theory was that it wasn't sticking all the time, but it was sticking when it was wide open. So I just cracked it wide open and let go, and it held. Man, John panicked because he's all he sees is the motor blowing. That's a whole lot right. of work for yeah. him. So he panicked and pulled it out. We had two cables that were going down in from the throttle down into your carburetor. And they both had a little pin on the end of them. Yeah. And when the two cables were wide open, one cable was clicking back in faster than the other, which was hanging up the other cable. So they soldered those two together and that no longer stuck. And then I became very competitive. That's awesome. So, Dang. Oh, so if oh, your yeah. mechanics just would have listened to you, you would have saved a couple bones, right? Yeah, it took a lot of, you know, you're convincing two national champions that you're not full of crap and that you are riding it good, you know. And I don't know, boy. I think that bike's ahead of you a little bit. Holy cow. We saved, that changed things quite a bit when it came to riding. I bet, I bet. Yeah, we, uh, we talk so much about like our little sport and, you know, just how much of it is like family, you know, and you're talking about some of your friends that you had in the sport and going and hanging out with your bud before the races. And is that some of your most cherished moments you think when you look back and spending time with your dad and some buds and is it, is it more about that or is it more about the winning? What, what, what do you think is more, more you're more proud of? I don't know that there's anybody more competitive than I am. So I absolutely wanted to win when I was out there, but the, right. there's no doubt in my mind. I grew up with the camaraderie of, of guys like Ralph Krieger and Earl Bobby and, and uh, you know, you had Tom Reiser and, and Louis Grinser and bees went and these guys, they were the original party animals. I mean, these are the OGs of hill climbing. <laughs> yeah. they were, you, you know, Terry Kinzer and those guys, they were all hanging out. They were having a good time. The race was in. They're getting a, you know, it was a, it was a culture. It was somebody broke something. Well, hell, there was guys that were coming around. Hey, what do you need? So when I got older and I saw Junior doing this and, and then Jimmy Thompson's boy Terry Thompson, who I grew up with, he's doing it. And I'm like, I, I, I want to, I want to do this. You know, I grew up watching it. I grew up going to all these races. I wanted to be in that. I wanted, I wanted to do, I wanted to do the same thing. And, and it is, it really is kind of like a family 
with the rider. At least it was then, you know, you, you knew pretty much everyone that was there. You were rooting for folks. I was, I was trying. I wanted them to get good rides. I just wanted one a little better. Somebody broke a piece yeah. of equipment. Somebody <laughs> yeah. broke something. There was plenty of guys that were like, hey, what do you need? <clears throat> you know, it wasn't, oh, no, no, you're, you're on a different team. What, what do you – hell, I, I break my back at a race. I had six guys that brought me painkillers. Hey, what do you need? You know, <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to go right. home. i got a five-and-a-half-hour drive to get home. I'm going to go home right. and see a doctor. That, yeah, that was well, a rough I drive. Tell people now, I tell people nowadays, Chad, <laughs> that our sports, 98% of the best people you'll ever meet in your life and 2% of the lowest life motherfuckers you've ever talked to, you know? So it's like, we're going to talk about the 2% after you're done, but you know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, that's what I love about this sport is that 98% where they're there to lift you to your highest possible spot in life yeah. and make sure that you have your absolute best day you can have. And I want to be part of that 98%. I want to push people forward for sure. Push it. And, um, Man, I love hearing these stories. You growing up with your dad, traveling, and um, you know, in my opinion, that's probably the, what best... I value the most is is, Abs- is that yeah. being able to experience Absolutely. it with the old yeah. man yep. and, and getting him to, you know, be able to watch it and his friends. You know, I grew up watching those <sighs> guys, and then you go to races, and there, bees Wentz down there, and he's like, "You blew an engine here. Use my Harley." And, you know, so he brought me a Harley and said, here, ride this. And I'm like, oh, all right. And I got done awesome. riding. I'm like, it doesn't run as good as the Triumph, but I, I, it's fun, you know. But, but uh, you know, yeah. those, and that was a uh, Louis Grantzer Harley. So there, cool. there were just great times and, yeah. and great people. You're surrounded by a lot of good folks. There were, there were some assholes that, that raced and, right. um, yeah. You've got that everywhere, but the majority of folks yep. were just yep. fantastic. That's the best part is, you know, a, sure. a great life is going to cool places and meeting cool people, right? I mean, For that's, sure. that's what you want out of life. And our little sport, especially in your day with all the different venues, you got that. It's so fun. Travel this country, go with a bunch of like-minded people, just have life, life, lifetime experiences that you can take with you forever. And it's so fun hearing your stories here. And uh, damn, I, I feel like we don't have it as good as you did because I don't know of anybody that goes out for two days and wins. I kind of had the I had the opposite experience with that party yeah, before I, the race. I was going to say it, it know, didn't work out for me. It's more like a lot about the riders. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something else that was fantastic when I was racing were the fans. I mean, yeah. just spectacular. When I was when I was younger, this is a great story from York. I was younger and I was running around the hill climb. The old man, when he would win a trophy, he had so many trophies that uh, he won a trophy and he'd see a little kid or someone and a little kid might have uh, have a broken leg or something. He'd come over and they'd want his autograph and he'd give him the trophy. And oh, um, that's badass. That's awesome. So when I got older, the one thing they would have autograph signing, I was always the first one there and the last one to leave because I saw the difference. So I'm racing in New York and I'm in my second year racing and a guy comes up to me and I recognized him and it was one of the kids that my dad had given a trophy to, but he would come back wow. every year and root for dad. So for like wow. six years, I saw him every year. Now here I am racing. He came up and, and brought a picture of him with the trophy and my dad and his mom was with him. And I was like, we're rooting for you now, you know, and, he was a grown oh, man. Cool. So that was pretty cool. And, 
we had a we had a little kid that uh, my sister used to gather groups and bring them we had a kid that came and i gave him a trophy that i had got a third or you know second or third place trophy and i gave it to him and um i just run into him a few months back my sister sent me some pictures said hey do you recognize this guy and so she sent me a picture of me giving him the trophy and then she showed me he's got a big old tattoo on his arm of number 17. Um, wow, so, that's cool. That that's so cool. That's great. Wow. That's, that's so awesome. awesome. Very cool. That's super cool. epic. Uh, this whole story is really reminiscent of what we have now in Bodie O'Neill. He is uh, the fans' champ. He's given trophies away uh, at all the races and stuff. He's just... One for the fans is super cool to see. And also what I see in you is Joel Faldi because you gave us a story in the green room about yeah. the MAV TV uh, announcing. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Can we talk about that so, for a sec? Because so I want to hear more about Back in the day, we had, uh, there was, they were trying to get Hill Climb on TV. And, and MAV TV had just come out, which was going to be the man network. you know. So they were looking for exciting men shows for the men network of MAV TV. And they said, we're going to make this series, and we're going to have this high-flying series. And hey, would you mind announcing for it? I'm like, what? You know, I, I don't know what the hell you're talking I've never done this. I've, I, You know, but yeah, I don't care. So what do I need to do? Well, just go ask people about their day or what's going on. We want to get scenes. And so Watson was, you know, was was in his in his prime and in his heyday and went a lot of races. And uh, Tiger Strank and Jeff Thomas, those guys were all racing the newer bikes and they were very competitive. So it's going to be kind of a Tiger um, versus Dave. So if you know him, awesome guy versus asshole. Um, so you can figure out who's who. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so is it. So you're talking about Walter, so, right? And anyway, yeah. uh, remain right to remain silent. Anyway, I, you know, I've got. I don't think we got enough time. We say, to we say it. Stories. We say it allegedly. That's what we say, Chad. Yeah, I don't think we, we say allegedly. I don't think we got enough time for some of those stories. But at any rate, so I go around to the, the races. You know, the first race in 2000. It was in 2004 that I'm going to be doing this. The first race, I end up with a whopping 15th. You know, and so probably not any chance of me winning a championship, but. I'm going around interviewing different guys. Phil, you know, you had a great day. What's going on? Hey, you know, Brandon, how's it going? They call you. Yeah, I understand why they call you Cowboy today because you thought that every ride was a bronc and bull when you were riding, you know, <laughs> going on, hopping. You know. <laughs> used to, used to, which I can tell some stories on Brandon, too, especially uh, if I get into some of our awards back then. I have some awards for Brandon. Told a hell, heck of a good story on yeah. him. Uh, anyway, so I'm going around interviewing everybody at the races, you know, hey, what's going on? It actually helped me to get to know uh, a lot of the people that maybe I didn't even know, you know, because right. when you when you get to the race and you, you got your, your own crew, you're doing everything. It wasn't yeah. like uh, some guys who showed up yeah, and yeah. everything was done for them. Um, but we had a lot of work to do. And then I've just so it gave me an opportunity to talk to a lot of the guys and then you get to the second or the third race, and I win the race, and I go up to like a Dave Watson. Dave, you had a great day today. You know, I ended up second. How did it go? And he's like, "Screw you, Dispinit. You beat me. Why are you asking me what I'm good at?" You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so but I had awesome. fun. We would go out into the crowd, and I'd talk to people, and uh, oh, that was great. always and. 
I don't know what the crowds are like today, but the shirts came off pretty easy back in the day. And it was like, here, sign these. <laughs> I was pretty quick to sign them. And after I got married in 01, my wife was quick to tell me she didn't like me signing them. And I'm like, hey, it's for the fans. You know, you got to do it for the fans. Yeah, I, mean, so. I signed kids' foreheads and sweater puppies just the same. No, no. Uh, but we had a, we had a blast with that. By the end of the season, I ended up winning the championship. So it's, hey, you had a great race today. How'd it go, Chad? Yeah, well, it looked like it. Was, so I don't. It never got aired. There was never any programs that didn't make it. They didn't sell the contract or sell the program or whatever. But they did end up making some videos Damn. with just highlights, and they were DVDs that I think they then sold at some hill climbs and. And there was some there was some interesting stuff yeah. on those, some good behind the scenes, and I had a pretty interesting high flying get off in uh, 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 Pokes Hole, New York, where I lost to uh, Tiger Strength by four one thousandths of a second, and um, that was one of those that it bothered me because he's like, yeah, we got some great riders out here today, like Jeff Thomas and Dave Watson and. You know, I got to watch out for those guys. And here, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that's right there in the points. And so right. I felt a little disrespected. And on top of the hill, I had a high flying get off. And I'm like, what, what was my time? And they're reading me the time. And I was four one thousandths. And I was like, son of a. Oh, and I just damn. went off. And they got it all on film. And I said, I'm damn coming it. to get you. Coming to get you. You know. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome it did work out i think that oh, maybe yeah. you need to come back and help jamie announce because you sound great chad i think that we we need you on we need you on the microphone yeah, at fun. some of the events here that'd be great yeah how do we get this how do we get this worked out oh him and him and jamie would have oh, a field God, day together yeah. oh yeah. yeah those two minds maybe maybe Woo. Are you familiar I with Jamie Deer? I know that we were – who was the guy? Oh, okay. Brendan, you might know this. We were out in Vegas, and uh, one of the awards banquets, and it was the year I got first in the one class, third in the other, and they had some guy from uh, uh, Big Wheel Tuesday or Cycle TV or something, and he was the DJ or the announcer at the um, for the awards banquet, going through all the motocross, everything, and I'm reading his teleprompter, and the teleprompter said, so instead of leaving the stage, you guys just stay here because it was Phil, Tiger, and myself. And I was a first and a third, and Tiger was a first and a third, and, and Phil was old number two. He was number two for a long time. He got second in both five. <laughs> 20, teleprompter says, 20 uh, years. You, know, just, well, you guys just stay here. We're going to switch the order. Instead, he, was, he didn't read the teleprompter, and he says, you know, I said, well, it's been great. You guys go have a seat. And I just stood there on the stage. He kind of looked at me, and I was like, read your teleprompter, man. So he read stuff. <laughs> Phil and Tiger headed back to their seats. I'm just standing there. So we had a good one-on-one -on -one for about three to five minutes while waiting for them to come back up. And he said, you're trying to right. take my job. And I said, it wouldn't be hard. I can read, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, no. Holy yeah, shit. You, you can't ask me to remember anything from the Vegas banquets. I started drinking when the plane landed, and I stopped when I got home. 
<laughs> that sounds like the awards banquet. Did you? Well. I got a good one on Brandon since this is his show. I got it. Yeah, it must be a good one. I, I don't remember it. So <laughs> used to have the awards banquets, and I thought they were boring. And, and so I made some comments to uh, Dr. Bob back in the day. He was the president of the Hill Climbers Association. I'm like, you need to liven up these sport these uh, banquets. And he's like, well, you want to you wanna host it? You want to announce it? You can. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm in. I'll, I'll do it. So I, we had the normal awards, your rookie of the year, your most improved writer. And, and that year, I believe Brandon was the most improved writer. So I had awesome. to bring him up on the stage. But I created other awards. Like I created the mullet award. I awarded that to Tiger because he had the worst <laughs> mullet of anybody in history. So, hey, mullet award. I had, uh, I had you know, the, you know, the biggest loud mouth. I gave that to John Hamilton, you know, and I had, I had the nice guy award or whatever. But I had little different certificates and stuff made. So we had Brandon and I – so I started and I said, you know, we've got the – Next person, I don't know. Everybody knows Ralph here. I don't know if uh, everybody knows uh, 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 Ralph had a couple kids, you know, and uh, a very tragic story. And everybody's kind of looking around like, wait a minute, Ralph, Ralph doesn't have a couple kids. He got one kid. He got Brandon. I said, you know, and um, had a couple kids. And up until about a year ago, that is, and uh, Brandon ate it. So ate his sibling. So now there's just Brandon. And, and, <laughs> So I went into an entire <laughs> monologue about how big Brandon was and how his bike cried and he ate his, he ate his younger brother and sister. That's why there's only one left in the family. And, and I, I had him rolling on that. And we brought him up Christ. and awarded him the, the most approved rider. And, and what an awesome uh, guy that everybody had a great time and enjoyed it and had a there were people who were like, holy crap, you got to do that again. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've thought about coming back just to do awards banquets and, you know, try to dig. But it wouldn't be the same because we all knew each other so well. And you could have so right. much fun right. with that. But those oh, are some of the, the best memories. As, uh, cool. But um, to this day, I will still have hill climbing dreams. And it's it's really? all getting ready to ride, but over the past twenty years, it's been twenty years as of this year since I won that championship, and I will still have dreams occasionally, yeah. but I've never actually rode the hill climber in a dream. It's always getting ready for the race, and and the the anticipation right. of it, and the nerves, and all that, and right. and um, hill climbing. There's nothing like it. I used to tell people it's not whether or not you get hurt, it's when and how bad. And uh, yeah. my sister talked yeah. me into going, uh, didn't have to talk me into it, but she talked about going skydiving. She had a group, and she was like, hey, you got to go. And I was like, okay. So we went, and there were issues, and ended up not getting to go. So came home a few months later, said, hey, we're going. The main plane broke down. So now they got a little jakey plane, and we're going up in it, and I'm like, great. I get to jump on. They're like, no, you got this guy. He's going to be on your back. And I'm like, well, okay. So there's like 20 people. And I'm like one of the last ones to go. And everybody jumps and everybody, you know, lands and slides through the field. And I come out of the plane and jump. And I remember thinking I got a, a kind of a douchebag strapped to me here. And he was like, welcome to my office. And I'm like, man, you're such a douche. But anyway, 
<laughs> we get to the get to the grab. He's he hands up. He's like, you want to grab the control? So you got two handles, one on the right, one on the left. He said, if you right. pull it to the right, it will kind of spin to the right. If you pull to the left, it'll spin to the left. I'm like, yeah, it's nice. He's like, you want the handles? I was like, oh hell yeah, yeah, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> so he hands me the handles. He said, now just pull down to the right. So I pulled down to the right. We went right. He said, now pull to the left. I pulled to the left. went left. He said, well, now it's yours. I pulled that sucker right straight down on the right and put us into a spin. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, that's it. I'll take back over. And I'm like, you are such a dick. You just suck the joy out of everything, don't you? You know? So we get down to the bottom, I'm kind of pissed, you know, we get to the bottom and, and my sister's friends are like, oh my God, that was like life shattering. That was life changing. What did you think? And I went, meh, it's all right. And they're like, what do you mean? Meh, you know, you jumped out of an airplane. I said, you know, I watched like 15, 20 people do it. I didn't see a one of them plummet to the ground and die. I said, no, if that would have happened, I probably would have been a little bit more nervous, but they all just landed nice and easy. It didn't seem like much to me. Now, when I was hill climbing. There's no no ambulance there waiting for people to come in. You know, now when I was hill climbing, there was pretty high probability somebody was riding an ambulance out of that place that day. So that's what made me nervous. The plane stuff, that's easy. <laughs> Chad, I gotta say, yours was way cooler, but I had a very similar experience skydiving. People are like, "Oh, did it change your life?" And I'm like, "No." I'm like, "It wasn't. It's not that scary. It's you know, it's like you think of like the risk, and it's like, yeah, if something goes wrong, you're dead. I get it, but you know, it's like it wasn't the same as man. I've been to that situation where I don't know if I can get through this or not, right. and I tried anyways. That's a little scarier, you know. Yeah, I think uh, I think the cliff di- or the jumping off those cliffs like out in new zealand or something where they've got those body suits where you're kind of flying along the cliff that would be fun now that would be a lot of fun that would be crazy no no, that might get the adrenaline up but uh yeah the the plane with a douche on your back's not all that exciting Holy shit. I'm a, Chad, I'm going to tell you right now, hill climbing misses you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I would. Yes, um, yes I do. think about it. Uh, I have people crap. ask me all the time, hey, you going to the, the hill climb down in Dayton? I'm like, no, I can't I can't do it. And um, I go and watch, and and I don't know. It, it's a very competitive, and I'll see somebody ride and throttle jockey it six or seven times up the hill, and I'm like, you're such a pussy. I want to get out there and show you how to do it. Um, there's some there's some great guys out there riding, and, and uh, there's definitely a bunch of talent. I went a couple years ago to the Devil Staircase and watched some of those guys ride, and and you know there's there's still guys out there that are putting the hammer down and and putting on a show for folks. Heck, Phil's still out there putting it on, you know. So Absolutely. these are the yeah. those are the folks yeah. that I'm rooting for, and. Uh, the underdogs. I've always been about the underdog, and anybody on a triumph engine has got to be an underdog because, like I said, you can't go to the store and pick up parts. But there's a lot of young guys out there, and that's good to see. There's a lot of folks that are still interested. I wish it had a better presence uh, in media um, and TV. I just know it's a hard sport to capture over the airwaves. You've got to be there and yeah. see it, and there's no better yeah. hill climb. You ask what's the best hill climb. The best hill climb is, without a doubt, the Devil's Staircase in Oregonia. 
because it's the only hill that people could stand along the hill and they see exactly how fast those motorcycles go by. So that's, um, my heart goes out to all those guys because I know they're not doing it for the money. It's, it's about the love of the sport and, um, and the adrenaline and adrenaline junkies, which is what I am. It's, it's, there's, there's nothing like it, man. It's fantastic. We're the oldest form of motorcycle racing in the world, basically. And the reason it stayed around is what you said. Live, it's unbelievable. And that's why it has sustained for so long is when you go there in person, especially when you're talking nitro bikes, and now we got turbo bikes, and we got all kinds of different methanol, blah, blah, blah. Anything you want, the Premier Class now has it. And um, it's so freaking exciting. And I almost correlate it like the music business. You know, it used to be you'd sell CDs. That's how they made all their money. Now it's all live shows. That's hill climb. It's like our live shows is where the money's at. We can still bring a very good crowd in. It's extremely entertaining. It's, you know, super fun to ride your street bike out, watch a bunch of freaking people go head to head, go at it, and have a few beers and go home and, um, we're still delivering that to this day, a hundred and some years later when it started. So it's pretty epic that way. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's no better show out there. And it's, it's an experience. You know, you think about going to a concert, you think about going to a live sporting event, um, the sound of the motors, the smell of the nitro in the air, you know, the, uh, it, I mean, you can feel that engine. It, I used to tell people, you know, a motorcycle is vroom, yeah. vroom. Those hill climbers are bang, bang. You know, it's a different, <laughs> it's a different <laughs> animal. And when you're standing exactly. next to one, you realize it pretty quick that this isn't, right. this isn't normal. And that, right. that person that's sitting on it's probably yeah. not that normal either. So, but right. all of them are. We just had, <laughs> we just had one of our sponsors, Mueller Motorsports, actually dynoed one of the nitro bikes on their dyno and we got to actually see from all these guesses and everything we had everybody guess and the one thing that came about it is you know from they had a run file with a very similar street bike with that motor on gas and what it made the nitro did actually double the horsepower which is amazing but what was cool was talking with kirk the the, the owner and the guy that did it is it is instant and someone like you that has rode one there's no rolling onto it. It's just, it's like you flip a switch and that thing's just got everything. And that's, you see that, like Phil's Triumph, that thing, nobody goes 40 feet faster than Phil. I mean, oh, that, that, thing, that was the key. It, it, oh my God. That was the key. Yeah. You know, back in the day when the old man yeah. was racing, um, and he, Tom, I, I go back to Tom Ebert, he was a genius. Uh, but one of the things that the old man did was he said, you know, if I can beat someone through the first 50 feet, it may take them 200 feet to catch up. So right. getting out of the hole was the most important thing. He went with a Model yep. T Ford tire for a back tire and put the chain on it. And the philosophy was, oh, each time that it makes a rotation, I'm picking up so many feet because it's right. not a normal smaller tire. Right. And yeah. nobody thought that was, you know, that's not going to work. And eventually... I remember Tom Reiser calling and talking to dad after he retired. Like, why did you do this? You know, what's your thoughts? And dad shared it with him. <laughs> Next year, Tom came out with, you know, Model T Ford. So the bikes that I had all had great big back tires on them, but I also went with the great big front tires on them. So okay. we had a, a much larger front tire and back tire to get through the oh. holes or the ruts a little better too. But that was our sure. whole game plan because you put us up against those 
those uh, four cylinder or those six cylinders, you know, the four cylinder, whatever, um, right. we couldn't outrun them on the hill. But if I could, right. I could outrun them out of the hole, and that's where we would get all of our time from. But with that, yeah. when you let the clutch out, you damn sure better be ready because it's coming out. <laughs> right, yeah. It's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> we're rolling. And oh, the other man. thing that I learned very early in my career is you have to have the throttle completely wide open with the engine revved all the way up when you drop the clutch. Because if you didn't, you tried to turn it on and drop the clutch at the same time, you were sitting uh, right where the back tire was, watching your back tire break the timing light at the bottom. So Junior and I both experienced that at one time or another in our career, and it was, holy shit. <laughs> I, I, I felt something, you know, I felt something grab me by the shoulder, and I looked up, and it was fucking ground, you know. I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so... You need to spin that tire a little bit right away, otherwise it's a little too quick to, you know, oh, dead hook it. Yeah, that what that's what it did. Yeah. It caught and yep. flipped out from under me right there. I, there I laid right in the hole, right where I dropped oh, the clutch is where I laid. But, um, yeah, you had to have that thing wide open before you that's cracked extreme. it. So right. I had a little system said, for that. It was, you know. Sure. You, you were saying you have a son. He's 14. Has he asked about your your past for riding as he as he inquired you know there's there's some stuff on the walls behind me and in the pole barn is uh i've got a whole all the trophies and stuff set up they've never really asked about it um and and i live in the middle of in the middle of the woods there aren't really any trails or anything so where i grew up riding bikes when i was two years old it was all open fields and so they've got four wheelers that they've been riding since they were little They've never had a motorcycle. Right. I've often thought about getting them one. Um, right. But the reality is that uh, I'd much rather learn how to swing a golf club. You know, I think I shared this sure. in the pre-show. I, I won a national yeah. championship in 2004, yeah. and I think I netted 20 grand for the year. I saw some punk on TV, Channel 4, uh, win a golf tournament and make seven million. He was 19 years old. I'm like, I need to kick my dad right dead in the ass. Why didn't he get me into golf? I, I mean, I'm competitive, but right. <laughs> you got to be competitive at the right thing too. So right. Hill climbing right. was not well, at all about making money. Yeah. It was. It well, was more about getting the thrills. I will tell you, Chad, that you yeah, know, if yeah. your son does yeah. ask, and I, you know, obviously it's hard to deny if your kids want to try something, but I would strongly suggest that yourself get a bike, a modern bike, something a year or two old or new or whatever, and just ride with your son because the new bikes, the last five, ten years that they've made dirt bikes, they are incredible. Like how they deliver the power, how fun they are to ride, how effortless they are to ride. It is a pure joy riding modern equipment. And um, if they ever ask, don't just do it. Just go out, buy a couple bikes, ride with your boy. You won't regret it because they are so damn fun. I mean, it is. Well, I'll tell you what, that's, that's really easy. good time. That's easy enough to do. Um, you know, I told you my first, my first car was a Yamaha Venture touring bike that uh, right. went to Yosemite and back on. But um, I've got a plan to do a trip with just my son for a week and a trip with just my daughter. And I've got a 2022 Goldwing and we're going to, we're going to okay. do uh, we're going to do a trip with them. And my wife and I have just started, my dad's 83. And at the okay. age of 80, I bought him a new Goldwing. Nice. So 
That's I awesome. gave it to him. Oh. He rode a couple, maybe a thousand miles on, and then he had a couple mini strokes, and he said, I'm not riding anymore. And he oh, used yeah. to go out west, and I've got a cousin, Keith Grooms, who's a former national wow. championship. He's uh, my dad's nephew, and they live out in Vegas and have a place in Utah, and he's got a, a Easy Glide, I think, and he's got a Goldwing, uh, one of the yeah. newer ones. So dad would fly out, and they would take motorcycle trips, so – Three years oh, wow. ago, um, two years ago, my dad said, I'm done. So my wife and I went out and did a, a trip up through Yosemite and, you know, Montana. And then we did another trip last year and we're working on planning the trip for this year. But I used to do a trip out west every year with the old man from the time Dang. I was 15 until uh, until my first child was born 16 Dang. years ago. Then we stopped doing the oh. trips. And now that they're 16, well, a couple of years ago, I'm like, they're old enough. We can start doing these motorcycle trips again. So, But I want to <laughs> yeah, deal with yeah. them. When I was 13, my dad and I went to California and back and did two weeks, and I still remember that trip. So I want to do that That's with awesome. my kids before they get too old to want to do yeah. stuff with their dad, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, go for oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's get awesome. him in the wind. Got to get him on. Right. It don't matter what it is. If it's on two wheels, it's got clutch on a throttle, it's freedom, right? So for you sure. give your kids that sense of freedom, yeah. it sticks with you forever. And um, just the places that you can drive, being a citizen of the United States of America, it, absolutely unbelievable. And if you've made the trip from Ohio to California, you've seen a whole bunch of God's country. And it's uh, it's worth uh, it's worth every sore butt and um, bad gas station sandwich and everything else that you have. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> it is. It's fantastic, and it's yeah. it's something you just have to do and experience. And that's uh, it, a whole nother culture as well. But those are the people that are coming to the hill climbs too. Just fan absolutely fantastic. Yep, exactly. Fantastic yeah, people absolutely. across the U.S. You see someone on a yeah. bike, you just walk over and start talking, and and you know where you're coming from because it's. It's like it's a secret. Not everybody knows how awesome this is, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, there's a whole lot of people that don't realize this is freaking awesome, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. When, whenever I don't get to ride as much as I did at one time, but, you know, I'm in the dirt, and every time I get to go with my buddies, I, I was like, don't, don't you feel bad for people that don't ride motorcycles? Right? It's like, oh, man, it's just there's just nothing better. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's street, dirt, whatever. It's just like riding, dirt, riding bikes in general just freaking awesome you know i understand and yeah unless it's a can <laughs> three wheels i don't i don't count, count. it's gotta be it's gotta be two wheels i don't know, don't, I know but man don't tell john like, williams that. A motorcycle don't tell john yeah, williams that's not a well, it's different. I, I, I feel like i feel like if when you've made it a certain point in life it's still a motorcycle but you know if you're over 80 <laughs> We'll let it count. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll say 70. I'll, 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 say, let, I'll let it slide. I'll say 70 plus, it's still a motorcycle. But, like, if you're 48 yeah. years old, yeah. just, ride a, just ride a regular bike, okay? Well, you know, Keith Grooms, who's <laughs> yeah. my cousin and, and former AMA Pro Hill Climb champion, I go out west, and he's on the, on the Harley, and I'm on the Goldwing, and we're going along, and we come to a stop, and he says, uh, you okay? And I said, yeah, why? He goes, because his wife, Terry, he says, because Terry was giving me 40 kinds of hell that I was going into those corners too fast. He said, but we were only doing 65 coming around that mountain. I just started laughing. Now, Keith is 20 years older than me. I'm 50. He's 70. And I said, listen, old man, you don't have to worry about me keeping up. I'm right there. 
That's great. Well, he's got the local insight. He knows where the sand is in the corners. So that's okay, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, Chad, um, you said uh, you didn't want to come to races anymore, and I, I don't blame you one bit for that. But this year, Devil's Staircase is the national championship for East and West. I'm just wondering, does that excite you at all? Can we maybe get a glimpse of you there? We'd love to meet you and see you there supporting these guys competing for a championship. And, hell, maybe we could even put you to work Ooh. for the Nitro Mud Crew, oh, get man. some personality out oh, there. I yeah. think it'd be some great for you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'd love that. Well, Let's get you out there, man. My frame of thought on it is if you want me to be there, you should have a bike for me to ride. That's that's just <laughs> – it's just kind of. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to qualify. You're gonna have to qualify yeah. to get to it this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. qualify thing. to make it. Let's you gotta ride the whole season on the west of the east. So. champions get a pass. Um, I don't know. You guys know oh, people, boy. don't you? Oh so boy! Now you now you got to get me in. And we know you got to get me yeah. Man, I'm putting a lot of heat on you. Oh boy! Oh boy! I think we could get you in the gate, no problem. But a ride, I don't know. That exhibition. Might be tough. Who's 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 going to win the championship this there year? There we go. What, what about if maybe we just what, – what about if we just line oh up a couple gosh. of sweater puppies for I decide? <laughs> so you're telling me to leave my wife at home I'm here. No, definitely bring the kids. Bring the whole family. Definitely bring the kids. Uh, Bring the kids. And we did take uh, the kids down. Wife is also ago, welcome, so of course. They've been exposed to it a little bit, and um, oh, cool! I'm not opposed to going. I, like I said, it, it's difficult to go and watch because what happens inevitably is when I get there and I start watching. Then over the course of the next couple months, I start thinking about well, maybe I should call John and bring him out of retirement. And I wonder if we could <laughs> put these bikes together and take a shot it's at only, it. And, uh, yeah. you know, I've got it's my own company races. and uh, continue to hire some folks. And I'm getting to a place to where I, I don't necessarily oh have to be there all the time. And oh. hmm. so my mind oh. is always there. My dad mm, at right, 83, right. I think I'd send him on into the grave with another heart attack if I had told him, hey, by the way, Pops. <laughs> not, We're going hill climbing again. Not to mention, I'm the size of Brandon these days. I mean, heck, I'd, I'd have to cut 25, 30 pounds just to be able to, to not make that motorcycle cry. <laughs> just, just tell it. Just tell your dad that, you know, you can sneak a victory beer out of that cooler. You won't say anything, right? That's right. I do yeah. like drinking the champagne. Oh, I'm not yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you guys are going to be down in Dayton, that's uh, not too far. Yeah, well. Reach out before you go. That'd be, that'd be fun to come no, and uh, It'd be great, man. I mean, we had. Have a couple beers and great. share some more stories. That'd be fun. be a lot of fun. Yeah. We had a bunch of legends there last year. We had uh, the Jammer was there and. Uh, a few other cats. I think it'd be cool to get you guys all yep. together again and get a cool group picture with us all. I think and Watson. Either way, Watson I mean, with new age comes new year. purpose oh as well. God, yeah, Watson was there. Are you going, Chad? Are you going, Chad? Are you going, Chad? I'm like, Dave, quit, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> I, think I, was, I think I was in Dallas that weekend and, uh, and for a conference. I'm like, I'm not oh, going to be there. Come on, Chad. And then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was that there. sounds like Dave. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Dave was there. Jammer was there. Willie Price. Yeah, I was talked there. to Willie not too long ago. Well, he was there a couple years ago, and I saw him. It was the first time I've seen him in years. Now you can't just call him Willie yeah. Price, you know. 
Um, that's Wild Willie Price is what we used to call him. <laughs> wild Willie. Back in the day, wild we called him Willie. Wild Willie Price. Um, and then, uh, then when he retired, we started calling him Sweet William. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. We need you. Holy we cow. need you, Dave. Well, anyway. We need, we need you. Yeah, that'd be, we, yeah. That'd be we fun. Need I, that, that would be fun. That would yeah. we'd get a kick out of that, yeah. And we're and we're hoping they're, they're hoping maybe some sort of form of TV there too. So it'd be kind of cool if, if we could get you there and maybe maybe help with that. You know, you could you got the voice of, of racing in you. It's like we need all that we can get on on film, right? That sounds like a lot of fun, guys. Right? I mean, exactly. I'll go. I'll ride if I'm if I qualify, Chad. And then you can come on and be like, "Look at that pussy. He didn't even hold the wide open hole the whole time." Well, God, I, dang it! I would, I'm gonna go back and see if I can fit into Joel's gear. I'm gonna show him how to run that throttle. I would. I would <laughs> we never, need that kind of commentary. I would never say that unless I was standing right in front of you in your face. Then I might tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I did not come all this way to watch you pussy foot around the dust. Turn it on, man. Turn oh man oh god it's gonna be cool i mean there's gonna be people no. that have never been there before because it's gonna be west coast and east coast people there and i guess year, so it's uh, gonna be uh, really I, cool i was told it's gonna be like a two-day event too you've got a saturday correct. sunday event correct absolutely correct yeah yep. so mm-hmm. uh it should be very very uh, fun to watch and Hopefully we have good weather and it's going to be really fast, people. So I think it's the only thing keeping champion, me from committing. I'm not going down there in a rainstorm, fellas. I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm old. I get decrepit. <laughs> I'll come back. You know, I'll be I'll, I'll be sick for a month. I just can't. It, I'll if tell it's you, 72 yeah. and sun. You're there, right? <laughs> there you go. Six, there we go. It's never been 72 yeah. and sunny in Dayton. The cold doesn't bother you. That's that rain because then all that mud gotcha. turns into clay. That is oh, not a fun hill when, oh, yeah. when no. it's raining there. I mean, no. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's kind of a miserable hill. It's it's yeah. can be entertaining for the crowd, but uh, it's no fun for the riders when you've got that no. that soupy, sticky mess and it's all in cow patties too ah, 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 ah. Yeah, it's, it's a mess <laughs> it's it, it's definitely no fun for the camera guy either colby yeah. no it's not not at all <laughs> not true. at all we had a whole crew that used to not go down all. there we've been lucky and, at those, um, the old man that owned that uh he has since passed his kids now own it i don't know dayton motorcycle club ever bought it from him or what but they, they did. They yeah, did they buy it from him finally. Yep, they they did buy it. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. good for them. That's fantastic. Mm. But that old man, yeah. um, my sister, they would have a crew and they would go down. And in that backfield, there's a creek that runs along there, a little river. And they would camp out there, you know, Saturday and Sunday night. So they'd go down the night before camp and party or whatever. And then we'd have the hill climb and go over and they would camp out on Sunday nights sometimes. They used to do that at Pogue's Hole, too. She had huge, she would organize, she is, owns a bar, you asked about that earlier, but she owns a bar up around Buckeye Lake, um, her and uh, three other people bought it, now there's just two of them that own it, but she's been a bartender since she was 18, and she's 10 years older than me, so after 40 years in the bar business, when she organizes a group, there was like 50 of them that would, that would travel to Pogue's Hole, 
in New York, oh, and wow. they'd have big signs. And I remember they had Pogue's Hole on there, and uh, and they had big signs that was Go Chat Dispit, you know, all over the place because she was always right there in the spotlight. She was. Cool. She yeah, was uh, back in rad. the day. She played uh, professional women's football. She was a halfback, and um, wow. she also modeled for Budweiser. Wow. So. She That's she had for it her. was easy for her to get a group uh, of people together, and the cameras tended to find her pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, and she's and That's she's awesome. as outgoing as, as I am. So yeah, she's got the same personality. Yeah, Jazz same personality. Yeah. So. Oh, that's great. Cool. <laughs> wow, man, how cool! So oh, she calls oh. me every year and like, hey, are you going to go down? Are you going to go down? Are you going to go down? So I got a reason to go, so I can root for you and. Uh, have a little fun with your crew. Hell yeah. Be so fun. That'd be cool. That would That'd be, be awesome. so awesome, Chad. Oh man. That would be so awesome. Ah, and it's freaking January here and I'm, we're already excited for racing. What no the pressure. hell? <laughs> Dang. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. You about half got me excited. Couple more for months racing. and we're going. Thinking of, yeah. thinking of calling John when we hang up. What time is it? Is he still up? <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's only he might be a big like a quarter now. season. There's only seven, only seven week, only seven races. Chad, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll see Kansas. in Kansas. Is that where you guys yeah. go first? Is that the first one? <laughs> round one. Yep, Kansas, the first That's one. The new yeah. first round as of this year. Yeah, beginning of June. May. Oh, the end uh, of May. Labor Memorial Day weekend. May. Well, well, yeah. good luck. The East and, Coast uh, and West Coast starts the weekend I, before. I, I don't know if I'm old enough yeah. to get back into it yet. I might have to wait a couple years. <laughs> you get a pull easy. That's the spirit. Wait till you're in your seventies. Oh, I'm gonna try hill climbing again. Hell yeah! Oh go. my god, that, that's a that's a little bit of homework yeah. for you, gentlemen. You got to figure out who's the oldest person to ever win a national championship, and then I'll wait one year past that, and then maybe get back in. I would have that a was, feeling that's got to be that was Earl. Earl. He won it in the sixties. Yeah, Earl. But there is an age cap now, so you gotta you gotta They've make got it an right age cap later. on it, really. So they discriminate against yeah. senior what is citizens. That's a lawsuit uh... waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting a little it's getting a little sketchy out there. Um, what is? It? I mean, well, Gary's uh, in the sixties. It's Gary Bowers last year. Gary Bowers last year was twenty three. I think that was his cutoff. I don't know what age he 60, was. 62, 63? Yeah, so, so you got you got a, another ten years. Yeah, I, guess. I did not know there was an age cutoff. That that's news to me. Yeah, it's just a rule that could be changed. I'm pretty with sure the right that's attorney. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, yeah, you know some people, yeah. don't you? Law firm <laughs> as a, I got two law well, firms. As say goodbye clients, to the age cap. Like, there you I, go. I got I got connections. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well. Yeah, oh, we'll be awesome. seeing you, guys. Uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, hanging out uh, with you Chad. and reminiscing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, stories. Oh, and uh, gosh, as I sit here, I'm, yeah. my mind is racing with with hundreds of other stories. But I know you gave me a time limit, and I, I think I got three minutes left before you kick me off. So I just want to no, no, no. I want to thank you for keeping well, oh, the we sport keep going. alive. We don't need to have time limit. That's just a uh, keeping things going. And uh, I like I love what you guys are doing and putting a spotlight on on uh, something that's near and dear to my heart and something that was a part of my childhood growing up. It would, and I was fortunate enough 
to have the opportunity to compete in it at the highest levels and, and got to meet and hang out with some wonderful people and make lifelong friendships. And, and I can't say enough about how wonderful of an experience I had with the, with the fans, with the writers, with the, you know, with everybody involved with the sponsors that we had, it was just fantastic. And I appreciate having the opportunity to share some of those stories and, Oh, knock man. some of the rust off of these memories that, that awesome. I have, and uh, and well, dude, and yeah, obviously well, yeah. when we get off the air, I'll share some of those other stories with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chad, we, if, if, if you make it to Devils, Perfect. we'd like to have you back on. It'd be really fun just to hear your opinion about this new format, and you know, we uh, we're we're yeah. standing on the shoulders of the people before us, and you know, it, it means a lot your opinions, and we know we all have that same passion. So this isn't the last time we talk about. It, all right, sounds good, gentlemen. Thank you much, and uh, you guys take care. Out. All right, thanks, Chad. Well, yeah, thanks for thanks, coming on. Thanks, thanks, thanks you, buddy. Right. See ya. Later, bud. Later, bud. Oh, man, boys. Woo. Dang. Oh, Holy oh. man. Told you guys he'd be he a good an guest. Unbelievably great guest. And I think we have to f- get him on a microphone. I mean, that's, uh, he, uh, he's, yeah. that's, that's what we're missing. Jamie and him would be oh, fantastic. Jamie and him would be, that would take well, us to the next level. it's incredible to me that, they don't know each other because they remind me of each other <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, yeah, Chad's really the man. That's great that's fun. I think out. Chad probably did meet Jamie back when they were doing the uh, the Vertigo Destruction film. Jamie was in on that, and Chad was there, so he probably did meet Jamie. Just as a didn't know who he was yet. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, they had to have crossed paths. Oh. But yeah, holy cow, good time. I need a break oh, yeah. just to just to absorb some of that. Yes. Yeah. All right, boys. Let's take a break. After these commercial breaks, we'll be right back. Hey, Nitro and Mud listeners. Nitro Pilot here to talk to you about our title sponsor, Buell Motorcycles. Founded in 1983 by motorcycle racing legend Eric Buell, Buell Motorcycles are known for their innovative designs and cutting-edge technology. So whether you're hitting the open road or tearing up a hill, Buell has a bike for you. One of the standout features of Buell Motorcycles is their use of the ETV2 1190 engine, a high-performance V-twin engine developed in-house by Buell. This engine provides plenty of power and torque, making Buell a blast to ride. In addition to their impressive engines, Buell Motorcycles also boasts agile handling and advanced suspension systems, allowing for precise and confident cornering. So if you're in the market for a motorcycle that combines style, performance, and innovation, Check out BuellMotorcycles.com and pre-order your all-new American-made Buell motorcycle today. Buell is back. Owner and operator of Lace Belt Company, Joseph Allnut here. We are so stoked to be back again in 2024 as a supporting sponsor of the Nitro and Mud Show. For those of you new to Laced, we are an action sports-based company that offers belts, apparel, grip donuts, and more. What started in 2017 as a shoelace belt company has now transformed into a lifestyle brand that supports over 250 action sports athletes nationwide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at lacedbelt.co where we post athlete content and new product photos. Want 15% off your next laced order? Check out our website lacedbelt.com and use the promo code NITRO. Again, that is the code NITRO for 15% off your order on lacedbelt.com. 
Hey, Nitro and Mud fans, the new hill climb industry leading professional for custom pit setups is here. Welcome, Logo Display Solutions. Brought to you from the guy behind Lace, Logo Display Solutions is your new go to company for custom canopies, flags, table covers, pit shirts, and more. There's no better time than now to invest in the growth of Hillcline. With new sponsors, events, and fans, it's more important now than ever before to make our sport look professional and give it the recognition it deserves. We offer only the highest level of product quality, ensuring that your products not only look great, but last. With industry-leading turnaround times, your custom products are put into production the same day as payment. You pay after you approve your design, ensuring that you get exactly what you want without the risk. To show our support for the sport, we are offering 10% off to our Hill Climb family for 2024. That's right, 10% off our custom products, including custom canopies. Just mention the Nitro and Mud podcast. Look us up on Instagram at Logo Display Solutions or at our website, logodisplaysolutions.com. Look fast, ride fast. The JS5 extensions are strong enough for any racer on any bike. With their custom snail adjusters and sliding one-piece chain guide, making changes is now a breeze. Even though these are the best looking extensions in the industry, JS5 also gives you the option of engraving your number or logo on the side of each extension at no additional charge. Trusted by champions and built by a champion. Hey Nitro and Mud fans, my name is Jay Salstrom and I approve this message. so excited to talk to you about Golden Eagle Log and Timber Homes. I'm proud to have grown up racing with the owners, the Palmer family, and this family are experts on luxury log and timber homes. Their website, GoldenEagleLogHomes.com, is the one-stop shop for all of your luxury log and timber home needs. They have built homes in 49 states and across Canada. They offer a range of packages from the one-stop shopping to shell to a one-of-a-kind package. Go support a family that supports racing. Please go to their website, GoldenEagleLogHomes.com. Hey, Nitro Mud fans. If you're looking to grow your business, um, label your product, customize your dirt bike or snowmobile, heck, even cover up that beer fridge in your shop. Against the Grain Design and Print is here to save the day. Ran by fellow hill climber Luke Cipolla, we offer a one-of-a-kind subscription plan where an easy monthly payment can cover all of your design and print needs no matter the job. Yep, you heard it right. Brand stickers for your small business, window decals for your truck, and fully custom dirt bike graphics, all for a flat monthly fee. We also offer white label printing for you to get your own graphic creation business on its feet. Visit our website at atgdesign.co or email sales at atgdesign.co. Trusted by Synced Up, American Hill Climb, Jake and Cody Sherbrooke, Big Bad John, Hardscape Mentor, and many more. Let us know that Nitro Mud sent you and we will hook you up with a special gift with your order. Against the grain design and print, print your passion. Hey race fans, the old 31 here, and I'm here to talk to you about, hey, how do you perform at your very best? I'll tell you one way to start in our discipline, that's having the best equipment. I feel like I have the best equipment, that's due to one person, Kirk Mueller. Kirk at Mueller Motorsports is a wizard. He can dyno tune any make, any size bike on his dyno, and he can get the absolute most out of all your performance parts. Hey, just ask this top performer. Hey Nitro fans, Logan Sapala here. 
Get off Wish.com and find yourself a real race shop to get you on the top step of the podium. Mueller Motorsports is your one-stop shop for engine builds, suspension, and dyno tuning. I only run products and services I can trust when traveling coast to coast, striving for perfection, chasing championships. If you want the same, find Kirk on Instagram or on the web at KirkMuller49 or MuellerMotorsports.net and leave the other guys for fourth beer pinned. Hey everyone, it's Garrett, founder of HydroPower. So the demands for endurance athletes are quite high. By testing many other products, I came short for an answer that checks all the boxes. We needed something that hydrates us efficiently and energizes throughout intense training and racing. That is where I consulted with Eleni Jorgensen, a professional cross-country mountain biker, registered dietitian, and sports nutritionist to help formulate HydroPower. Using the latest in sports nutrition research, as well as our combined expertise in endurance training, we came up with HydroPower. HydroPower is now the premier endurance supplement on the market. The optimum amount of carbs, sugars, electrolytes, and vitamins to fuel and hydrate to perform your best. Our goal is to give the athletes access to industry-leading formulas push them further and to get a leg up against competition. We have a special discount for you listening to Nitro Mud. Go to drinkhydropower.com and use code NITRO15 for 15% off everything on our store. DW7, what do you think? Oh yeah! Woo! Oh, yeah. I feel so much oh, faster yeah. right now. Oh man! <laughs> Let's go sponsors! Damn. Oh yeah! Oh hell yeah. yeah! Let's go, let's go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude! I still, I can't get over oh, Luke's freaking commercial. I mean, oh, God. is that Matthew McConaughey? So Who the hell's talking? It's like what the frick? <laughs> of course, might, of course, be, he goes out be. and gets and gets a professional. Of course, he crushes yeah, it. You know, a, a yeah. freaking professional. Yeah. That's how it goes when you're against the grain design. They go all the way yeah. every time, right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking against oh a great design, did you see the uh, graphics he had made up for high tech motorsports with that sparkly, yeah, no. sparkly yeah. vinyl? Oh, yeah, and it was sick. highlighted on a Kenda tires uh, ad was too. It's it? pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, wow. it's a real deal. It's yep. the real deal. That is a uh, real. Let, let's talk deal. fantasy quick, boys. Yep. So um, let's do oh, it. Shoot, I was going to get all the statistics, but we're locked. For um ah oh, dang it I had it wrote down I don't have my notes with me, but um nah. yeah I'm sorry are you serious we're locked for the money game I'll put out a post this week that shows every person's name that we've collected money and Rob's kicking in another hundred dollars I can't remember exactly I think it's like thirty four people or something like that it's gonna I, I'm That's a good yeah I change, remember when man. I did the the breakouts. It's going to be 195 for the 25% for the first winner, 195 for uh, second at the year end, and the winner of the year is going to get like $390. It's very, very close. I I left my notes in the damn work truck. I'm sorry, guys, but I I got it all broke down. (laughs) I'll make a post with everybody's name. Thank you for everybody uh, sending me 20 bucks. We got money from all over North America coming in at it. It's going to be a nice little piggy bank for somebody, and um, it's going to be awesome. So. Uh, but uh, mud race oh, yeah. this year. I was out freaking hunting. Did you oh, guys get to watch Jesus. it? Or no? Yeah, oh, we yeah. got to watch it. It was. I still don't know how those guys go as fast they go in that kind of conditions. But I knew it was a little bit of a mixed up race yeah. when I saw Shane McElrath in the top five. I, I don't uh, probably, yeah. probably, not, probably not a lot of people having him up there in fourth place. I'm guessing, right? Not no, not a chance. <laughs> but. 
No, when I made my pick Picks before I realized, you know, good. it was a mud fest. I should have went and changed them before the cutoff, but, you know, I did. Right. No. I still thought Jet would, you know, triumph in the mud, nope. but he let nope. me down. Well, uh, been some big jumbling in the group, and um, I think we got to go top ten. We're early in the season. Let's see who the players are right now when we go to All after right. Daytona. So, right now, tenth place is uh, <laughs> another great name. R-H-O-H, Real Housewife of Hill Climb, Claire Shellstrom, 77 points in 10th yeah, place. Great job, Claire. Claire. Yes. Love the name. That is epic. Great job. Uh, ninth place <laughs> is uh, L. Hirsch, 37H, Logan Hirsch. Great job. Eighth place, Shreddy Lexa, 17, Alexa Whitlock, 77 points in 8th place. Seventh place with 77 points is Nate Redmond. Nate R88. Great job, Nate. Sixth place, Gerald 17, Sammy Gerald's new mom in sixth place. And wow. she was dominating last year in the me- beginning. Remember? Yeah. She Woo. was leading the charge for a long time. Here we go, right here. Fifth place. Now, top five, the heavy hitters. TP24, U.S. Hill Climbing's own Todd Pensinal. Great job, Todd. 80 points. In fifth Woo. place, another tie, 80 points, Logan Mead, L. Mead, 14. Great job, fourth place. Here we go, podium for the week so far. We got to get our names on here. Pop82, not sure who Pop82 is, but you're in third place. Put your name on no. your account so we know who you are and we can give you the credit. Second place, it's the Rocket. Rocket 630, Richard Hopkins. Great job, Rocket. Uh, he's doing it in, he's doing yeah, it in, member, uh, in memory of his pet skunk buried by the peach tree. Uh, <laughs> in second place, we haven't forgot about uh, Peppy or whatever your skunk's name was. Love you, buddy. And in first place with 89 points, and this guy, he's always up there. He took some money. He showed me. He carries the dollar around that says winner, winner, chicken dinner that we sent him. Z-flat, Zach Flatten, 89 points leading the group right now, Zach. Great job. So we we got uh, yeah. we got some and, and Zach is in 1490th place. Over a hundred thousand people playing. That's very, very good. Um, our group is in a good position. We're playing well as a group. Lots of people playing. Um, man, there's lots of jumbling. Get in there. Even if you haven't got in yet, you could still get in at some of the prizes. Get in there, sign up. It's the Nitro and Mud Group on the on the Rocky Mountain Fantasy Password Hill Climb. You're all welcome. Get in there. So can't wait. Can't wait. Good times. Get in there. Hell yeah. Hell oh. yeah. It's been it's fun. Awesome. Let's hope it's not a mud you race know, this week. Yeah, hopefully not. I I think it's it's they're in a dome now in San or San Diego or something. It's a dome stadium. Let's see. I am yeah, no San idea. Diego. I ah, it can't be a dome in San Diego. That's got to be outdoor. It's like the nicest weather in the world in San Diego. So well, probably be outside. True. I don't know. Snapdragon Stadium. Never even, I don't know what the hell's a Snapdragon. Isn't that like a flower or something? I don't, what the hell? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or is it some kind of like energy drink that it's no one's probably, heard of? It's probably some know. sort of, of uh, <laughs> uh, Dogecoin thing or something. It's probably like <laughs> Snapdragon <laughs> coin or something or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, We'll have to ask Jamie Deere what a Snapdragon is. He, he, would, would, know. he would definitely know. He would he definitely would. know. If it's cryptocurrency, he knows what it is. He's already bought 10 million shares at five oh, cents. Oh, for so. sure. For sure. 
Yeah, and Jamie's really good at that oh, wrong God. answers only game too, so they yeah, get some no. good content yes. out of him. Uh, boys, I know a little bit of a tough, tough subject, but I, we got to talk about this. Uh, I, I'm not on the Facebook. Had several listeners send me some screenshots. There was some people just being complete idiots. Um, Tiger Strank yeah. made a post on Facebook, or Walter. Walter. Sorry. Yeah, Walter. Uh, had made a post. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to read the whole post. I don't want to do it, uh, dignity. And please correct me. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of shorten it, but basically claiming that there's 490s running in the 450 class, people, and that there's lots of people cheating, and that you should you should protest a lot of people, right? Now, in the Midwest, in the Midwest, in the Midwest, and I just want to say that you know that doesn't help our sport at all. Number one, we don't want people cheating. But the other thing is, there's not people cheating, okay? There's only a very few amount of motor builders out there, and there's almost nobody that does completely everything themselves. To keep a secret of running a 490 in the 450 class is just not possible with the people in our sport, right? I travel from coast to coast, and I would love I to see so. a list of two people that have cheated. There's just not that many people that cheat. And besides all this, throwing mud does nothing. I, Cody Mason had posted on there and was saying things and we were at devil staircase. I had to watch what I said because he was basically calling Logan a liar standing on the announcer's booth during the race. I did not want to lose my credentials by confronting them. That's not how you operate. We have a system. If you think that somebody is cheating at absolutely no risk to you, you can point it out. Yes. You have to give some money up. They protest you prove they're cheating, you go on, you get your money back. That's no risk whatsoever. If you know they're cheating, if you're so evident, you're so confident that someone's cheating, at basically no risk, you can have them called out, right? Fucking nobody does it right? because they're mm -hmm. not. They just want to put attention on themselves, and they think it's cool to throw shit to make people that work their fucking ass off look bad. That's not that's not helping. That's not helping our sport. It makes you look like a damn clown, okay? And straight clown. Straight if you clown. really believe someone's cheating, that's not how you do it. You go to the official. You say if this guy's cheating, I would like them found out. Done. They get found out and you move on. You know why that's not the case? Cuz nobody's fucking cheating. It doesn't happen. You are killing it. You're making everybody <laughs> look bad. Nobody looks good by saying this shit and it drives me absolutely fucking nuts. And you got to stop it. It's just it's not possible. I hope I, I want to talk to people, and I want people that push this sport forward to be rewarded. I want people that pull this sport backwards to be the opposite of that. If you're going to constantly do this, there needs mm -hmm. to be reper repercussions. If you're going to harass people but not actually call them out, just use it as a thing. Yes, it's a free country. You can say what you want. I get it. But we're not winning. You're not helping. If you love this sport and you feel this sport makes you feel special to be a part of it, then build it up. Don't tear it down because there's nothing to tear down. You know, it just drives me nuts. I'm sorry, guys, if I went off, but it's drive. It drove me fun. Nope. It just drove me absolutely nuts listening to the shit. And it's just enough. It's just enough. Completely you know, merited. I mean, we're not. There's people not cheating. They're the people that they're claiming they're cheating. They ride very, very good. 
Do they have top-of-the-line equipment? You're goddamn right they do. And you know what? They've worked for it. There ain't a person that doesn't go and work extra hours to make that shit happen. This isn't some gold spoon shit that people are feeding down. It's people work hard, they have good equipment, and then they go out and they ride better than people. That's how they be, and they're consistently doing it. I don't know. I'm sorry. It just It's just like enough's enough. Yeah. Like, just go. If you're so convinced, we have rules in place. You don't have to make a big scene about it. You just go, call them out, they get thrown out, done, right? I mean, is it isn't it that simple? That's right. Yeah. And I don't know I don't know Walter personally, never met the dude, but I've never heard sorry, a good thing about the dude from anybody. Never once in my life have I heard Tiger's a great guy. Never once in my life. So it's not surprising for him because I know he's done this in the past and he doesn't even fucking ride anymore, which is even more annoying that he's doing this shit from behind the scenes and it's just disgusting and then for cody mason with no fucking skill whatsoever to make these claims is fucking yeah. ridiculous and i just it I drives me it drives me it. up the wall when we have protocol in place right like there's no need for this if you're so convinced that you're going to deface somebody we have all you have to do is call them out yeah, do you have to put do you have to put five hundred dollars up? You get it right back when they found out that they're cheating. You know why you don't do it? Because they're not fucking cheating. That's why you don't do it. Because any right mind person that a hundred percent believed that they were cheating would do it, but nobody does because they know they're not. That's why nobody does it. Is it that simple? Am I? Am I? I mean, it, it yeah. sounds it, very yeah. simple. Is that to me. simple? No, that's 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 yeah. simple. That's why that rule's there. Not to mention. Uh, you know, uh, in the Facebook, Cody claimed that he never named any names and Logan called himself out basically and had a guilty conscience about it or whatever, blah, 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 blah. We all know who it's about. Logan Sapala's 490 is a Husqvarna with Husqvarna plastic, plastic on it. His 450 is a gas gas with gas gas plastic on it. Right, and it's a Open billet cylinder. Yeah. There's, a, bill, there's a billet cylinder on the 490. Yeah. <laughs> the writing is, you can visually tell. Right. and I, The motor is different. If you can't tell that from a 450, yeah, you're a goddamn idiot. is Cody saying something how self-righteous Logan is that they weren't talking about him. Guess who he said they were talking about? Never said a fucking name because... They don't want to get, they don't, they have, they're just trying to put attention on themselves. And I almost didn't want to bring it up this on this show because I hate giving them any attention, right? But it has to be said so people yeah. know what, how poor this makes us look, how we're all trying so hard to push the sport up and forward and high. No, we don't want anybody cheating and nobody is cheating. And if they were, we have a system in place to find them out. If I thought someone was cheating, I'm not going to go there and talk shit. I'm going to go. If I know they're cheating, it's absolutely no risk to me. I go to the official, tell them protest, boom, they get found out. That's it, done. It's over with. Yeah. It's so simple. Yep. It's cut and dried simple. It, 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 there's no absolutely no risk to me <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. So I, that's where I just it drives me. It's not like we don't have protocol in place for this, right? Ugh. Right. Yeah. Cody knows someone that was cheating. Yeah. Though, I don't. Sure. That's the whole thing. Like I don't want to throw mud. <laughs> back at them i just want to use their own words against them because this isn't a, i'm not i'm not tr i don't know i don't uh, now i'm just all wound up but yeah just it's it's something to get wound up about when they're they're accusing people of something they're not doing and it's yeah like kobe said there and you said there's there's things in place for that yeah. you think it's happening take I, care uh, of it. I, but yeah you know not that it's, it's the same stupid. but you know 
I've, we had, I had so many listeners like messaging me, asking me, and the, I can't remember the one gentleman. I said, you know, it's funny, you know, obviously they're talking about Logan. He's doing things that just people haven't done, right? You know, and you think about, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know Jack Nicholas in golf, right? And Tiger Woods comes out of nowhere and just puts goes goes on a on a run like we've never seen before. I don't remember. Did Jack Nicholas sit there on TV and talk about how he was cheating and how he must have a different golf club or his arms are longer than him or he's using an unfair advantage? No, Jack Nicholas talked about how he worked. Never seen somebody work so hard to be so good. Was he proud that his his record might get broke? No, but he was honest about it. He helped that sport. He, he, he showed how special it was because he was a champion and he knew what it took. That's how that's how real athletes, that's how real competitors feel when they see somebody do something like they've done when they've worked that hard to do it. Right. Like it's it's that's how it's that's supposed right. to be. It's uh, yeah. It, throwing mud. Just yeah. You got yourself some attention. Congratulations in the worst possible way. And I hope that anybody that really knows you realizes that this isn't helping our sport and if if it makes you feel better and maybe your dog didn't come and sit by you or whatnot and now you got the attention you got fine i don't know but it just enough's enough stop with it if you <laughs> yeah. think someone's cheating there's a perfectly there's protocol in place they'll be found out immediately we'll move on right if not then that's it that's, right. that's how it goes yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the only way that any way that logan would be cheating is that he puts in 300 more hours a week than anybody else on a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) That, that is how Logan's cheating. He just lives on a motorcycle. There's no rules against it yet. Not yet. Fourth beer pin seems to think there should be. one. (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad it is that some, some dude that lives in a tent in, in freaking Oregon, he can see, he can see it. <laughs> Dude he used all of his fucking data up on his phone to make those goddamn memes. He probably, probably had to eat beans the rest of the week just to get that data out to, to share that. That's how that, uh, and even he gets oh it. Oh my so, god. Yeah, let's Yeah. This has been one of the funniest weeks in Hill Climb history I think I've ever right. heard just from all this. Uh well the saddest and the funniest at the same point. It's just the accusations are fucking ridiculous, and who they're coming from is even more ridiculous. It's yeah, just no. fucking stupid. These people fucking yep. suck. No, and I guess now, oh. not hiding from your true face, we know what what it's all about. So, so yeah, I don't yeah. know if I want to give them any more attention, but I just really wanted to say, no, I want the more. We need to get that out there. For I wanted the moral to be our if, listeners that aren't on the if Facebook. If you're convinced someone's cheating, there's a protocol in place. Okay, use it. That's what it's there for. If you're convinced they're yeah. cheating at absolutely no risk to you, they will be phoned out. Okay? So enough yep. said. All right? Yeah. And if you don't have any any goddamn proof, right. keep your mouth fucking shut. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shut right. the hell up and go uh, home. Uh, but on the cool side of all this, what kind of stemmed to all this is Logan Sapala is raffling off his goddamn Fortnite, go. which is Let's go. Awesome. I'm in. Yeah. I'm totally in. I'm coming out. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If I win that thing, though, I think we might have a new prize for the end of the year of the fantasy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, there we'll we go. See. 
Maybe that's what we should have done as, as awesome. a group, as the Nitro and Mud. We buy a ticket for the for the for the fantasy. That'd oh, be yeah. pretty cool. We probably should. Yeah, I, there I'll, may be time left. I'll yeah. send the message. If there's any left. Let's yeah. Go. If it doesn't do that, it's gonna sit in my studio here for yeah. a backdrop. So that bike is. No, it'll go to good use. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'll that, put some. That bike is on one it. everywhere, so it, it's a very awesome bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in the 450 <laughs> class. Though. So like, yeah, not in the 450 <laughs> class. In the 700 <laughs> class. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh man. So is that good Lord? But, so is there some secret Logan's building for out west in 700 class, or is he just gonna focus on East Coast? What, what's the deal getting her 700 bike? I bet it rhymes with yeah. I don't know. Fuel. I, I, yeah, I, I guess I don't that know. wouldn't work. He'd be cheating. Gonna, he'd have to chop a cylinder. I, off. I mean, if he's like anybody else, maybe he's gonna build an eight ninety. I don't know. That's that seems what everybody else is doing. Maybe maybe he's gonna have a heavy wrench in eight ninety yeah. coming this way. I don't know, but I know I know the four ninety is gone well, and um, it'll be or it's gonna be gone and um, we'll see. He's got to have something for that seven hundred class if he's gonna compete on both east and west coasts. So. Well, we did just do an episode with Bill, and he was talking about building dirt bikes. So maybe that's be. coming it to fruition. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's a prototype that Logan gets to run in the 700 class. Yeah, maybe they just lapped one cylinder off the 1190 or something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they might have. I've seen it right? done. Yeah. Who was it that took the cylinder, Brandon, off the one four cylinder? Um. Steve Steve Dresser so did that. Why couldn't you just take one lung off that? the Buell, right? Yeah, yeah, and actually, that bike John Kessler's dad built that bike for him. <laughs> That's awesome. Gordy's the one that chopped the cylinder, dead the cylinder for him. So, <laughs> and the cylinder was still there; it was just empty, right? Yeah, <laughs> that sucked. Just empty, had no piston in it, no nothing, no crank. <laughs> that had to get protested. <laughs> Well, they had to make it legal for 540 class. So. That's, that's probably going to be the next thing that those guys are going to claim is everybody's riding two-cylinder 490s in the 450 class. Yeah. <laughs> I got a hidden cylinder in there. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Comedy. But, I mean, we see that. You see that in all forms of motorsports. The guys that say the top guys are cheating. And, you know, for years they said Jared Mees was cheating and dirt track and – and some of them protested and he got busted. So <laughs> he got busted. <laughs> There's your put up your <laughs> he money. He's doping his tires. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think Dave Perigo might have been on to something with the hydropower being illegal or something. That maybe. I don't it. know. Maybe. Yeah. And hydropower. That's yeah, the key success right there. Hydropower. Maybe we need to tear down Logan himself and yeah. just make sure he's not really cheating. <laughs> oh, shit, it's a cyborg. Well, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he is cheating. <laughs> he's not even yeah. a human. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, that kind of would make sense, Jake, though, I guess, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Have you checked Jake yeah. Anston's canines lately? <laughs> he might be an animal. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, there's just no substitute for hard work though. That's that's where why Logan's at where he's at. Yeah. Oh man. He is the hardest working person in Oklahoma. Absolutely. Plain and simple. It's real shitty to 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 put that much work in and to have someone question your integrity like that. It's just yeah. What a gut punch too. Well then the other thing too is like when and you know, when they question these people, you know, 
Now you're calling Logan a liar. You're calling Kirk Mueller a liar. You're calling Mike Bronk a liar. You're calling Crowler Cams a liar. You're calling every person that's touched that bike a liar. Everyone right? east Everybody of Indiana. <laughs> Or west of Indiana. You know, it's just there's not there's not some grand conspiracy, right? I mean, they're not it's just he's just fucking good, you know? He's just really goddamn fast, you know, and yeah, maybe back I wasn't around. I wasn't racing in seventy nine or whatever. maybe there was people riding fucking open bikes in the eighty class. I don't know. Okay. But but all I know is all I know is right now. It's a very scrutinized discipline, right? And when you go from the amateurs to the pros, everything's under a mic- microscope, especially in the amateurs. A lot of those bikes are torn down at the national event. There's different rules in place for the amateurs. They can be overboard. They can have this or that, you know? Yep. I'm about to say you can have an amateur 450, and it's not legal in, in American Oakland. Yes. Nope. If they maxed out, they went over their overboard. There's no overboard allowed in American Hip Climb 450. Right. Stock bore, stock strength. Yep. And I will say, too, that, you yeah. know, what in that 450 class, the reason that there is a big disparity in a lot of those bikes is that motor, that platform. If you take a 2003 450 and a 2023 450, they are not even the same machine remotely, right? They nope. are the same CC, yeah. and that is it. Yeah. As far as the the air going in, the air going out, the torque, the power from the factory, not even comparable in any sense, right? No. So then when you take a 2023 and you give it to Kirk Mueller and he has NASCAR level flow bench shit done to it, when you're getting... You're maximizing every little single part from bearing to cam to to custom pipe to every. You're getting every little goddamn thing you can out of that motor. It's a lot different than a 2006 YZ. It's gonna look a lot different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Cody put a bunch of money into his 450 and didn't shield any gains against Logan (laughs) Paula. Yeah. And the day that he did really well, that thing was misfiring the whole time up. So maybe, maybe we're the idiots. Maybe, you know, maybe he was cheating the day that he did really well on it. So, you know, also he claimed that everybody forfeited the tech or the teardown at devil's staircase that year. Complete false. Nobody, nobody forfeited anything. Didn't happen. They nope. were going to tear down, and they never tore down. No, nobody forfeited. Nobody forfeited. They never points. did it. That didn't happen. Nope. Didn't happen. Yeah. Fucking weirdo. That's pretty simple, though. If you think someone's cheating, at no risk to you, you can have them called out. So do that. Please do that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yep. I think it would be awesome. Do it, please. Dare you. you can do it to me. I'd be happy. I would love that. It'd be really yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I got, yeah, yeah, you got a you 490. Bet. Yeah. I can't believe nobody's uh, noticed when I take the number plate off my 450 and put it on Snowflake. It's funny, you know? <laughs> I yeah. Leave the, yeah. Oh, so you take that tender right. the off. The bottle and... stays on there everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, that was fun. We have this. Every sport you have it, but I think it's, we have this platform here. It's where we can make that discussion and we can call that out and try and set the record straight or yeah. however it would work out. But 
We're making it harder for y'all to be clowns. So yeah. watch yourself. We're here. We're here to we're here to police the book face. All right. We are policing the comments in the section. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you will get called out right. on air. Uh, yep. This sport no means a lot to a lot of people, and we want to promote those people that are bettering it. That's what we want. That's what we are here for. We do. Yeah. That's Don't what dog we want. on the people putting on. Yeah. Don't hate on the people. Yeah, yeah, just, work. Well, I mean, I just wonder, like, when Ricky Carmichael came into Supercross, if everybody thought he was cheating when he was just, you know, so good right out of the box because he, you know, put in more work than anybody right. at the time. Yeah. yeah, it's no different than that. The yep. sport's changing. Yeah, it's not. The sport's changing, and it's it's different. It's not the sport it used to be where you raced hill climb and you showed up 14 weekends a year and rode your motorcycle. Yeah, and- and we got a lot of guys to thank for that. I mean, a lot of guys out west and even here now are motocrossing, riding enduro, yeah. doing all this stuff to become better riders. Yeah. And, and they're getting shout out Logan it. Mead, Logan Mead back in the day, watching this program, showing it on Instagram, going riding on a Tuesday morning, working out on Wednesday morning, up at five a.m. Five a.m. Given her, he had consistent results. Sure. Super fast guy. I mean, that he, people like that have have you know pushed the sport forward by doing that allowed showed people that you can put yeah. a lot of effort into something and get a lot back out of it you know so let's reward those people yep yep i mean god Absolutely. i wish we could go back to like chad said go drinking for two days and come and just i don't know oh, if that's even possible anymore i don't think i don't know if you can do that i don't think so <laughs> i don't know all right well i'm back i i'm I don't know. Yep, we're all back. I don't. I, don't, I, I, don't I can't happen. use Everybody my camera. Out? Apparently, <laughs> I pissed off somebody. I don't know. <laughs> well, it just went to. Wow. I had no internet, and I got kicked out and had to come back <laughs> oh, boy. in. Oh, jeez. Maybe that's a sign. Yeah, I got. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, internet. There. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. yeah. What did we do? Oh. Right. That's probably it. We oh, must we have, we must have got on some. All right. Game, well, I don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna do it for well, next right. week for a guest. How are we gonna top that? Man, I don't. Yeah, Chad's the man. He didn't have anything. Yeah, good to Walter say was about one Walter of his favorite people in the world. <laughs> I want we to bring those... for a couple hours. Huh? <laughs> he did have a good <laughs> mullet, though. Apparently. I want to bring he those. Did. He, he had an award, award-winning mullet. He had that mullet. That's something to be it proud was of. Dyed purple and everything. Yeah, I think we need that back. We need those awards back. That'd be great. Oh, <laughs> uh, no! Yeah, Phil, Phil came in second. Phil on the had a mullet. Contest, so, oh man, <laughs> Phil rocked oh, the mullet man. too back then. So, yeah, me too. Dang. Well, everybody did. Everybody this did. This is the early 2000s. I had a mullet. I didn't have Come a mullet. I had. It was probably better. Yeah. They, they, oh, they still well, had yeah, the mullet past then, the, you know? That's past this prime there. I had the, I had oh, the bleached You need to bring that back, you know, Cowboy. Frosted tips and whatever. And bleached. Be, exactly. bleach I think you can use some frosted tips, you know? Cowboy. Uh, Dang. Oh, okay. They, they're naturally that way now. They just went gray. So it's naturally yeah, you got gray tips. Yeah. <laughs> I got the gray tips. Yeah. Well, you got the, the gray tips. Now. All the women dying their hair gray, right? 
Uh, well, I, oh, I know there's Jesus. no chance in hell that fourth beer pins listening oh, to this, so... but if they're out there somewhere, thanks. Like we needed you. That was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty key that they uh, that they saw that and helped everybody helped everybody get to it. So good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm key. I, you know what? I'm gonna see yeah. fourth beer pin because uh, my new dying. favorite yeah. Instagram page is Bums on Drones, and it's just a guy that flies drones around and watches bums. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw fourth beer pin. <laughs> it was like tent city, and then every now and then the guy will take and put like a happy meal on the bottom of the drone, and he'll, he'll just drop it in, Holy and the crap. people will just tear tear into the happy meal. It's pretty awesome. So yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Holy cow! Oh, great. oh yeah. There you go. Damn. We should do that with oh, a gallon. That at, is good. Uh, that was staircase. That is awesome. <laughs> That's genius. Now, where, where are you going to find Fourth Beer Pin? Is at go. the uh, 500 cc World Championship uh, yeah, in Carnegie. Then. Yeah. Elevated action oh, yeah. sports is doing oh, it. He's going to be there for all the 500s. <laughs> uh, the five, the five <laughs> all right, boys. I think oh, I'm spent. You guys, I'll get yeah. the I I'll get so. the list out for the the I cash game. Fancy, yeah. we'll make a post. We'll put everybody's name so, so they know well. that they're on there. And um, yeah, thanks for everybody playing. Thanks for everybody listening. This had so many uh, people messaging through Instagram right. to me and stuff. Thank you. Love the support. Love hearing your opinions. And um, man, we're we're uh, we're pumped to be part of this thing. Let's do it. Let's roll out. Yeah. And everybody Thank out there listening, if you think you have another the guest, we get top Chad. Let us know. We'll get him on here. But I don't. I was going to say we something some about that, too. We need some suggestions. We should get people. some suggestions because yep. there's a lot of people out there we don't think about, yeah. maybe, or maybe yeah. we don't know if they want to come on or whatever, Let's but on. we're down. Let's get them on. Someone that yeah, needs to be heard. This is winter. This is, uh, yeah. this is when we like to catch we up with some of the We got a few on the dock, but here's some of the people suggestions around, around are the I, I broke up there. Maybe we a should get bit. Cody yeah, on. Let's get Cody Mason on. <laughs> uh, crickets. <laughs> that could be a that could be a volatile yeah. show. I, don't, I think you got I think you got I think you got enough attention from what he did. That could be great. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, we still um, we're waiting to hear from uh, Matt Musgrove. He's going to come on when he ha- has more information on the Moto Climb Super Series, and he's going to drop all that info on you guys here soon. Hopefully, I know they're working out some some new features to the series, and we are excited to hear all about that. So stay tuned for that. Uh, other yeah. than that, let's go. Waiting, just waiting, waiting for season painful. to start. It's yeah. painful. Five months away. It's such a long time. Yeah. One more coyote trip. That's all I got to look forward to. It does, doesn't it? When you say it out loud like that, it hurts. All right, guys. Let's go. See you next week. Mm. All right, boys. Let's get out of here. Peace out, guys. Peace. next week. Not even a whole shot.
back.